Blog Talk Radio.
Radio. Sorry, I'd like to play a little bit longer than when I really wanted it to. But anyway, hopefully y'all enjoyed that. That was by the Demona Choir, uh, KingdomofYah.com. Check them out, the Israelites that live in the nation, the land of Israel. That was at fire, their fire choir. Anyway, hopefully y'all enjoyed that. Didn't mean to have it played that long. But anyway, how's everybody doing tonight? How's the family, the human family doing tonight? Hopefully everybody is what they call blessed and highly favored. I wish that for the whole planet, blessed and highly favored. My name is Seth. If you don't know me, I am the um, visionary, I guess you would say, for Five Smoke Stones. And tonight, tonight we have a very exciting show coming your way. Very exciting show coming your way, family and friends. And we'll get into that in a little bit as far as the details. But I just wanted to say, how are you? And I really mean that. How are you doing, especially in this day and time? Uh, time a lot of confusing time for some people. Uh, a lot of confusing time for some people. And that's one of the reasons we're having the show tonight. But listen, anyway, you are listening to Five Smooth Stones, Five Smooth Stones uh, Radio. And what this is, this little project I've been doing now for many years, uh, I guess we're well over 350 shows now. What this is is simply five... Uh, a vision, uh, uh, how can we say it? In 1988, I asked the Father five questions. After going to a, a, a seminar and really being blessed by a lot of the word I heard, I heard something very disturbing, and it disturbed me, so it moved me into prayer. And I asked the Father, like any son would ask the Father, five simple questions. And those five questions led to five answers. And those five answers I call five smooth stones. And maybe I'll get into what those five questions was and those five answers both. One of the stones have to do with identity. Uh, so-called African Americans, so-called black people, so-called Negroes. One of the answers had to do with who are we as a people, and that answer Bless me so. Not only did the father uh, do what any father would do to any child that would ask a question, not only did he reveal to me and many others, and many of you already know where I'm going with this, who we are as a people, but even why we exist, and yes, even where we are as a people, even to this very day. So tonight I'm going to be sharing it along with some of my guests that's going to be in the house doing the same thing. And uh, if you're in the house tonight and you're already uh, excuse me, if you're already in the house tonight, you're going to be speaking on the show tonight as a uh, co-host. Go ahead and press 1 on your phone line, and I'll be able to bring you on shortly. Again, if you're a guest uh, on the show tonight, go ahead and press 1. We really appreciate that. And before I get going further, I want to just uh, go ahead and thank, before I forget, my biological family, the, uh, the Douglas Kennedy family and friends uh, that's a part of, I mean, I mean the Douglas family. Douglas Kennedy family. I want the Kennedy part to get upset with me. <laughs> the Douglas Kennedy uh, family tonight in the house tonight supporting uh, Five Smooth Stones. We used to have these family shows, and we kind of took a little break from that, a long break from that, actually. And they're joining me tonight. So tonight we not only have friends of Five Smooth Stones that have been with me ever since 2011, but we also have family tonight. So I want to just thank my Douglas Kennedy family for joining me tonight. And folks, 
like I said, uh, uh, tonight will be a show uh, that will be a blessing, I think, to some of you. I'm going to go ahead and do what I've been doing lately, and that is reading the show's description. I'm going to go ahead and read the show's description, just so we can all be on the same card, same uh, mindset, uh, because we're serious tonight, folks. We've got a lot to do tonight. So uh, let's go ahead and just read what we sent out to many of you. Okay, so earlier I sent this to many of you, email, text you. I said reality check, and that's what it is. Five moves present reality check. Welcome to this Black History Special, Tuesday, February the 13th. And I meant to say 2018. I think I got 2018-16 in here. Can you believe that? Let's correct that right quick. I tell you, typing too fast sometimes. Anyway, and that's done. All right, so earlier I said to many of you, welcome to this Black History Special, Tuesday, February 13, 2018, 8 p.m. John Brother Seth, his guests, and callers on Fire Smooth Stones as they discuss the real state of African American as a whole. Let's do a reality check. We've come so far. We've done so much. Yet, so much is being done to us. Isn't that the truth? Let's real talk with solutions and what's right with us as a nation, within a nation. And I went on to say the truth is often stranger than fiction. My, my, my. Isn't that the truth? <laughs> so anyway, like I say in the background, all we ever do is win. If you're on the lower side, I don't know what they're talking about. I like the little beat, though. I don't know what these folks talk about. But if you're on the father's side and you're doing things right, you're living... Uh, in, a, in a state of conscious where nothing is offending your conscious. You're not offending the Most High. You're not offending His creation. You're not offending your brother man. Yeah, all you ever do is win. Win, win, win. So let's do this. Let me go ahead and go to the phone lines. Not waste another, further, another uh, second here. Okay, let's go ahead and go to, uh, this looks like a Texas call. So. I think this is, uh, I think I know who this is. So let's take a, uh, go all the way to Texas and open up area code 972755. Okay, and who am I speaking with? Go ahead and give us your city and where you're calling from. Is this one of my co-hosts? Hey, Brother Seth, this is John Clark. Hey, Brother Clark. How you doing, John? Everything's good. Thank you for having me. Now, I know you're one of them brothers. You you, you, you may not be able to hang with us the whole night, so I'm so, I'm so glad I opened up your line first. Go ahead and say hello to everybody. Folks, this is John Clark, uh, by way of Kentucky, now living in Texas. An old friend of mine is going to be hanging out with us a little bit. I don't know how long he got. John is always so busy. But many of you already know John. He may not think he needs to do a, a little short bio to y'all verbally, but go ahead, John, let know a little bit about you. And um, just what you think of this title and show tonight, briefly, please. Uh, let me I'll start off by saying that um, I am a friend and colleague of Seth Turner's. Met Seth back, oh, goodness, 
I guess it had to have been maybe around 90, somewhere thereabouts, uh, by way yeah. of uh, well. Gary, Gary Ellison, now Elishua Ellison. Um, Seth was one of the first persons that uh, began explaining to me and my partners, we would, we would clamor to get over to uh, Elishua's apartment to sit down and discuss with Seth the fact that we very well could be, and that's what it was at that time, the true Israelites. And, of course, since that time, it's now cemented in my mind that that is uh, actually who we are. Uh, we didn't really have that many scriptures back then, but we have so many supporting scriptures along with just personal confirmation from the Holy Spirit. Uh, again, I went to Oral Roberts University, graduated with a degree in business marketing emphasis, and as of the last, goodness, 20 years, I've been in the financial services industry, um, focusing mainly on uh, brokering mortgages. Um, this topic that we're discussing, uh, I, I'll be honest with you, I almost feel uh, unqualified to discuss it because I'm a person that pretty much focuses on what it, I'm dealing with at hand. I don't watch the news. Uh, you know, I get a couple of things from the computer. So I'm kind of more anxious to hear than than to speak. Um, I do know what to expect as far as uh, biblical prophecy goes. Uh, I, I read the Bible and, and actually discuss quite a bit with both Elishua, uh, Ellison, and, and Seth. So I'm more so just kind of looking to listen in to see, you know, wh what the heartbeat of our people is. Thank you. Okay, sorry about that. I have my mic on, on, on pause there. Again, folks, thank you, uh, uh, John, uh, for that introduction. Again, many of you already know him, but anyway, when I say five smooth stones and us, just remember John is one of those us's, and it's about maybe, I don't know, about seven people that I really consider five smooth stones all over the country, just various places. Uh, one brother is, another brother is... Uh, a victim to Victoria, he's another one. Um, um, just several people y'all have heard over the years that we call five smooth stones. It's not just Brother Seth. But let me go ahead and go to the phone lines again and take a flight or a plane or something, uh, I mean a plane or a bus or something up to California and bring um, uh, my dear sister Eliana. Uh, I think this is her anyway. Erico 209-683, who am I speaking with? This is Sister Eliana Batya, and I'm so Grateful to be able to be on tonight. Thank you so much for the invite. Well, yes, yes, yes. Of course I want to invite you. Uh, Sister Eliana and I, uh, I remember uh, she was listening to a lot of the earlier shows, and she didn't know that I was listening to some of her shows. And I said to myself, i got to have that sister on. I like her spirit. And so I invited her because she is one of those, again, that know exactly who we are as a people. And I think she has something to say about where are we and who are we now. And so, uh, Sissy Eliana, just so a little bio on her. I want her to tell you her Hebrew name. But she is the mother, grandmother. Sissy Eliana is into the real estate market. She's an entrepreneur, Hebrew prophetess, teacher, host of the wisdom of Torah 
And again, she's currently living in California. So, Sister Eliana, where, where in California are you living? May I ask? Well, I'm in the Central Valley, and particularly in a small city called Merced, which in Spanish uh, means mercy. And a little bit about me, I speak about four or five different languages. Um, one being English, of course, is my first language. French being my second native tongue since childhood, um, Spanish, Hebrew, and Mandarin. So I am also a linguist, but I never um, pursued that, although I had very, very strong leanings on really working um, and many opportunities to work with our government, the U.S. United States, as a linguist. And um, I feel that the, the Most High has a better purpose for the use of the languages that he has allowed me to acquire. So, yes, I'm living currently in Merced, California. Merced, California. Well, anyway, uh, I just appreciate uh, you, uh, John Clark, uh, joining me tonight, uh, co-hosting tonight, Sister Eliana, all the way from California. Any other uh, co-hosts, if you are in the house, go ahead and press 1. We have quite a few people on the phone line. I want to be able to see you because I have to do a lot of strolling tonight because there's so many people on the phone line. And those of you in the chat room, if you have any questions for the guests, go ahead and type your question. Uh, it may take a minute for us to get to you because I'm doing a lot of things, uh, but we'll get to your questions. Again, if you're in the chat room, put, do my favor and go ahead and put about five question marks before your question. So when I'm scanning through the different messages, I can see where it would stand out. So let's go ahead and go back to the phone lines. Looks like we got a Dallas call, so let's take a bus or something over to Dallas, Texas. Area code 214 one six. Who am I speaking with? What city are you? Well, well, well. We're making to the city of Dallas. How you doing? Uh, set. Uh, uh, one of the most excellent soul trials I ever seen. The dancing machine. But this is your friend from 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 uh from uh the Twelve and Duck show. Hey, this is Duck and Byron. Oh, are you oh, both here y'all now? Right? you go. How you doing? Say again. <laughs> We're not on I'll the same line, but he's on there too. Well, what's going on, 12 and Duck? And just so everybody knows who 12 and Duck is, folks, this is a, a show that I have start. Uh, 12 and Duck is a brand-new blog show. Y'all should check it out sometime. All you got to do is go to Google and, du- and Google 12 and Duck. Comedy, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, spirituality. They talk about everything on their show. And so I want to thank y'all for jumping in. I thought y'all was one of my co-hosts, but I'm so glad you pressed one. Y'all want me to listen to the whole show tonight? Absolutely, hey, I appreciate what you're doing, and like you said, you you got this uh thing started, and it's starting to you rock and roll. So it seems that we've been touched by the man who's been touched by the man who's been touched. So therefore, we and we talk about the you know the good touching, not that you know not that uh strange touching. <laughs> well, well, well. Listen again, y'all. Everybody, this is this is. Uh, I got twelve and Duck on the line. They they just thought they were tuning to see what's happened tonight. They too want to know the state of African Americans, the state of the Black Union tonight. We're gonna be talking about that Duck and Twelve. We're gonna be talking about where we are as a people and who are we? Who are we as these people? So y'all stay tuned. I'm gonna go ahead and put you back on hold. I thought you were calling my calls, but I'm glad you pressed one because I want to let everybody know that y'all are out there. And again, that's the Twelve and Duck Show. And uh, when when are y'all when are y'all programs these days? Oh, the program is be it's been running from uh like sometimes well mostly on a Sunday and then Sunday's and Friday. Okay. 
Sundays and Fridays, Fridays uh, 8 p.m. Right about the eight time, eight p.m. Okay. is doing okay. their thing. Is uh, taking off. So uh, you know, All right. and, and uh, okay. Well, listen, I'm going to go ahead and put you back on hold because I'm looking for my co-host. I'm going to get started here. But thank y'all for being in the house. And if you have any questions, uh, go ahead and press one when I put y'all on hold. You know the rule. And then after, if you have a question later on, I'll bring y'all right back. Not a problem because I would love to hear y'all's feedback once we get into the thick of things, okay? Outstanding. Let's roll. All right. Well, folks, that was Duck of 12 and Duck Show. Again, this is a new blog show I have set up. Again, if you're going to be co-hosting tonight with me, go ahead and press 1, and I'm going to go back. Okay, uh, Duck and 12, y'all need to press 1 so your hand will go down. But listen, let's go ahead while we're waiting on other co-hosts to sign in. Y'all, these are busy people. Some of them uh, have their own business, own little thing they're doing on the side, and so they're not uh, just twiddling their thumbs, so they may be running a little late. But anyway, let me go ahead and start with you. Brother John, uh, 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 actually, let me go ladies first. Let's do ladies first, okay? Sister Eliana, okay, uh, tonight, as you know, we're talking about the state of our people. And I know you're in California, a different state, but, you know, it doesn't change. We're going through pretty much the same thing no matter where we're at. I want you to address who, who we are. Okay, I want you to give me a short version of what you have to deliver tonight. And then what we're going to do, after we get a short version from all the guests, we're going to take a little short break. We're going to come back, and for the next section of the show, we will talk about this topic, who we are. Before we figure out where are we, how are we doing as a people, we first got to figure out who are we. And so I want you to hit who are we, and I want you to give me the short version of that, and then I want you to give me uh, where you think we're at as a people. I want you to give me the short version of that. I'll listen about, oh, let's say about four minutes. And then, Brother John, I'm going to do the same thing with you. I know you're calling a listen okay. tonight, but you are no amateur at this. You're, you're no novice at this. I would like for you to share who are we as a people, really? This 40 million roughly. Who are we, John? And where are we at in time? What is going on with our people? So, Sister Eliana, I want you to go ahead and go first. We'll wait for other uh, co-hosts to call. If you don't mind, please. Absolutely. So thank you again for having me on the show. And I just want to say who we are. We are the people um, of the book. In, in essence, we're the biblical Hebrews. And... We are here because our forefathers transgressed and the Most High sent prophets to our people, our ancestors, and prophesied that if we as a people did not, or if our ancestors did not get their act together, that we would go into captivity. So we understand by history we have done that. We were taken through this transatlantic slave trade. We were, we were scattered to the four corners of the earth. We are in every nation as a people. Our condition in every nation is absolutely the same. I've heard people, before I understood who we were as a people, I used to hear people say that they traveled to Africa and they traveled to these different countries and they come, came upon our people. And they said they looked just like us. They looked like people from Texas. They and it's in the same financial, economic, mental condition. No matter what country, what language, 
because this is what the Most High said he would do. So where I believe we're headed, I believe that slavery began in in, uh, 1619, roughly thereabouts, and the Most High told our our one of our ancestors, Abraham, our father, that we would be, he said, be, be assured that your people will go into captivity for 400 years and they will be treated cruelly. He said, but at the end of that, I would deliver them. So we're coming up on 2019 and I'm real excited because I believe we're about to see our deliverance. Wow. Wow. And I concur. I think you're absolutely right. Brother John Clark, short version. Who are we, really? Forty million? We here, we, we we claim in all types of religions. Some of us some of us don't even believe in religion at all. Some of us don't want to do the church thing. We just we in we uh in boardrooms, uh we, we are inventors, we are businessmen, we are some of us are not doing very well, um, some of us are uh, sickly, some of us are healthy, uh, young, old, holy, uh, John, uh, card to the flesh, and, and, and spirit, however you want to go with that, and, well, and then where are we, where are we at as a people, uh, you, you, the, the state of us, in a, in a whole sense, and I guess this is a short version, I know you can talk for probably a, a week, but just a little four-minute version, please. Okay, uh, I look to Ezekiel 37, and for those who are not aware of that particular story, it's the Valley of Dry Bones, and this is the house of Israel. And, again, this is the short version. And simply put, the question was asked, can these bones live? And it was told to the prophet, prophesy upon the bones and say to those bones to hear the word of the Lord. Uh, It was also stated that breath would be caused to enter into those bones. And those bones began to come together. And that's where I believe that we are. And as Sister Eliana so eloquently put it, there was a prophecy that went forth some time ago uh, by the uh, prophet and our forefather by faith, Abraham, and by, I shouldn't say by faith, because it's by faith initially and then physically as well, and a lot of people believe that that was the time that they spent in Egypt, but that is not the time if you were to do the simple math. And I'm inclined to believe, as she explained, that that is this time. Um, for that to take place, I believe that Ezekiel 37 needs to take place. I'm fully persuaded that the accuser of the brother and Satan and his cohorts are fully aware of this as well. And as a result of that, we are receiving a lot of additional uh, information that's meant to deceive. Uh, I can recall when the Internet services such as YouTube came out. And for me, I was looking at this in like 2007, and I just happened to look up Hebrew Israelite, just curious if there was anything on there. And I can recall seeing some of these brothers up in New York who spew a lot of hatred uh, and just information that would be repulsive to any person. And I turn around just last year, just out of curiosity, and I put in Hebrew Israelite again, and I get the exact same people 
the question becomes, why are there no bro- people like Brother Seth, Sister Eliana, whomever the case may be, who are just letting people know who we are without that type of venom? Well, the question is, is that that's who they want us to believe, or that's what who they want other people to believe that we are, because then those people will immediately be against not so much us as a people at the outset, but the very word Hebrew Israelite. They already are predisposed to uh, looking at us as terrorists in a hate group when we're not. We're just people who are aware of who we are. And so I see that deception coming out. And, of course, in closing, Matthew 24, the first thing that the Messiah told them when they asked when would be the sign of the times, he said, don't be deceived. If that's the very first thing that comes out of the Messiah's mouth, trust and believe that the deception is strong, and it's going to get stronger. Because for those people who will not accept the love of the Messiah, it's meant for them to be deceived. Will we have to deal with it? Yes, but that's the reason why we have the Holy Spirit, so that we can make those discernment. We can figure that thing out by utilizing the Word of God, utilizing the Holy Spirit, utilizing ourselves as counsel where wisdom resides. So I believe that that's where we are, and that's kind of a longer version. I apologize for it, but, you know, when you begin to speak on it, things begin to come it, up. It's one of those things that just came up. up just now. I understand. Well, folks, I'm going to give you a little short version of what I perceive, and then we're going to wait on uh, see if we get another guest to show, a co-host to show, and then we'll take a little short break and we'll be right back. So let me just say this before we take the break. Brother John, thank you for that. Sister Eliana, thank you for that. Very well put. Okay. As you see, we kind of slanted here. And somebody got a little noise in the background. Just watch that, please. Very careful. Uh, listen, I hear some. Hello. Okay, there we go. It's quiet or whatever we did. Thank you. All right, folks, friends, and family of Five Smooth Stone. And again, I want to thank the Douglas Kennedy family. Bubba Jack, I see you in the house. Thank you all for, for all being here, okay? All over the 13 states, 13 states. Folks, as you see, we all kind of saying the same thing in terms of us being Israelites. And I know there's a lot of other schools of thoughts out there. But let me tell you why I picked and why I've chose guests that believe that revelation. And we may get some callers that don't believe that because I've invited all kind of people. There's over 300 prophecies of the Father talking about what is to happen to the biological bloodline of Israel. Now, somebody said, why he cursed him so? This was of Amos, the book of Amos, chapter 3, verse 2 says, Of all the nations of the earth, I'm trying to stay four minutes my own self. Here, let's look at the clock. All right. <laughs> the scripture says, book of Amos, chapter 3, verse 2, Of all the nations of the earth, you have I known. Israel have I known. He was intimate with Israel, no other nation. Opened the Red Sea for Israel, no other nation. Gave his laws to Israel, no other nation. Israel was number one. They had the toughest army. Don't believe that crap about no Roman army. Who's big? Who is more <laughs> powerful? Horses and chariots are the most high on your side. Israel was the most powerful nation ever to walk on this earth, folks. They were the most beautiful nation ever to walk on this earth. Oftentimes when they would win the wars, they would take what they call the booty. That's where we get the word B-O-O-T-Y from. That means what's left of the enemy. You get to take their stuff. That's literally a real word, booty. 
Okay? I know some of y'all may laugh at that, but it's the truth. They would get to take the spoil. Let's just use that word. And one of the spoil was taking women. Now, you know how men are. They're always going to pick the most beautiful. So can you imagine a nation going in there and winning and taking the most beautiful women, having children, and constantly doing that? Everybody's picking the cream of the crop of every nation. They were the most beautiful people. They were the strongest people. They had that diet that wouldn't quit. The father showed them what to eat, how to dress, how to live, how to treat their neighbor. He introduced himself to Israel. No other nation did he do that before. But he let them know, like Sister Eliana was talking about, Brother John kind of hit it as well, that when we disobey, if we don't pass down our heritage of walking with him and knowing him, those laws, precepts, and concepts, if we don't pass those down to the generations, it would be an insult to the Father. It would be the worst insult because we are his firstborn, or that nation is his firstborn. Some of you are hearing this for the first time. So we're going to give you lots of scriptures or mention lots of chapters and verses where you go. Here's one for starts. You got you can't listen to five smooth stones without paper and pencil. If you don't know that, some of you don't know that, you gotta have paper and pencil. We're gonna go lightning fast and we there's not a Bible study on us being Israel. We're talking about the state of us now, getting into where are we at, what what's going on with our children. We're not gonna talk about every little thing wrong, but we're gonna hit the general state of our people, the general mindset of our people. The we hit the problem just for a little bit because we're gonna talk about some solutions tonight. We're going to talk about solutions for this nation within a nation. So anyway, the Father said, if you disobey me, in Deuteronomy, here's your first verse, Deuteronomy 28, verse 46. Deuteronomy 28, verse 46. Moses is on the mountain. He's telling them everything that's going to happen to them if they obey, how they're going to be the head, not the tail, above and not beneath, blessed, highly favored. Everything they do, they're going to rule the planet. Seems unfair. I know, but the Father promised them that. If you just walk with me, pass down from each generation who we are, what I've required you to do, my laws, and the biggest, the biggest benefit or the biggest uh, calling on Israel, uh, Sister Eliana, Brother John, was to evangelize, tell other nations, share other nations who I am. When the stranger come among you, share with them who I am. Well, guess what? Like Sister Eliana say, we didn't do that. And he said, Moses is upon the mountain. He says, if you obey, follow these laws, you will be blessed among all the nations of the earth if you obey. But if you disobey, verses Deuteronomy 28, verses the first, I think 12 or 13 verses talk about the blessings. 13 Verse 13, or somewhere around there, to 68, talks about the curses. And folks, I am telling you, I submit to you, so does Eliana submit to you, so does Brother John submit to you, so does my other host coming on, co-host, submit to you. We are living out. I hear a little noise in the background. Just meet me until I ask you a question, if, if you can't help the noise. Just meet me, is all I ask. Folks, we are living out those prophecies, the curses. Somebody said, why well, it's got to be the curse? Why well, it got to be the curses? And again, you're not cursed individually if you obey the Father. You're not going to 
Okay, hold on a second. Sister Eliana, I think that's your line. If you couldn't mute me, uh, I'd appreciate it until we come to you. But listen, uh, folks, listen. We disobeyed the Father, and we're living it out, the curses. If you in your household is walking with the Father, obedient in your life with the Father, these curses will not come near you. But we're talking about what's to be upon your nation. What's to be upon your nation? I don't care how much power you got. You are connected to a nation. The greatest person that walks this earth, I know I'm going over my little four minutes, but again, uh, the greatest person that ever walked this earth was the Messiah. Well, guess what? His nation was operating at curse. The Messiah came and left, and they stayed operating at curse. So you are going to be painful. You're going to mourn for your nation. We're part of a nation. When you read those curses in Deuteronomy 28, all the blessings, just think of a nation. Look at us at 400 years intervals. What nation is living out there? And I submit to you, and so does my co-host and maybe some of the callers, that we are Israel. We are the people of that Bible. In order to understand African Americans, you have got to first understand who they are. Okay? Now, uh, John, I think that's your line that time. So just watch your line. It's a little noise in the background. But anyway, folks, listen. Uh, we're going to take a little short break and allow our other co-host uh, uh, co excuse me, to join me. And we're going to get into this really deep. We're kind of hitting a little surface right now, but just letting you know, that's where we're going with this. Again, we're talking about the state of African Americans, the true state, the real state. What are they doing? How are they mentally, spiritually, emotionally? At least our version of how we're doing what are some of our what are our biggest challenges? Like I said in the promo, where are we at now? Who are we now? So, wow, just thinking about this, really, I'm telling you, my heart is so heavy tonight to really get into this because I'm telling you, folks, we need solutions. Our young people is asking the question with their behavior, who am I? We are uh, 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 claiming all kind of culture. We're, we were claiming East Coast, West Coast boys as our young men, our young warriors without, like Miles Monroe said, without the purpose of a thing, abuse is inevitable. Without the purpose of it. Ain't no hope for us. So tonight we're going to be talking about our purpose. Now, I, I'm going to say one more time before we go to this break, anybody that's going to be on the phone line that's, that's going to be uh, co-hosting tonight, go ahead and press 1. I'll come to you now before we go to the break. Again, any co-host uh, that's going to be on the show tonight, go ahead and press 1 where we can come to you before the break, okay? Any co-host, any co-host, press 1, please, please, please. All right? So, again, we got some other people that's, that's again, they're not schooling their thumbs. They're very busy people, but they told me they would try to come, and uh, we just give them a little bit more time. So, listen, I'm going to go ahead and play a little song, a little something to put on your mind, and uh, we'll be right back. Check this out, family. We'll be right back. Holding on to 
I know your mom and daddy gave you first name, but that last name is slave names, and it's attached in most cases to Europe. So who are you, family and friends? What is your true culture? What is your purpose? You think black people history started with slave ships? Oh, yeah. Like I said, we all come from the motherland. But when we left grandma and grandpa's house, the motherland, we went some other places and we done some other things. And different, different nations was called to do different things. Yes, that is the truth. So who are you? Who are we now? And where are we at in this country as a people? There's many areas of life, and I'm coming to you, Brother Patrick. There's many areas of life. Y'all check this out. I've got to read this. Just to make this real quickly. These are the various areas of life. Some people call. Some people say there's only eight or nine areas of life that we go in and out of. I counted thirty. I want y'all to think about these areas. Actually, let's do this. Go, let's go ahead and get Brother Patrick on the line because I want to know his little take on this. I shouldn't say little because that brother is loaded. So let's go ahead and. Uh, Mosey on down to Fort Worth, Texas. Take a bus or something. I don't know. Area code 817-350. Who am I speaking with? Uh, shalom, shalom. This is uh, Brother Patrick. Shalom, shalom, family. Well, shalom, my brother. How are you doing? And he's the first person that greeted us, I think, in Hebrew. And Shalom just means peace at all of you. Some of y'all sit up hollering peace at each other. You have no idea. We're acting Hebrew. We don't even know it. But the Father commanded us when we see each other to greet each other in peace. And that brother did just what he's supposed to. When we see each other, we're supposed to bid each other peace. Peace. So, Brother Patrick, I don't have a bow on you, but, I, I mean, I guess I do because this brother does a lot. But I'm going to let you do your bow uh, with yourself. Just tell us a little bit about who you are and what do you think of this topic tonight. You saw the the, the show uh, promo. What do you think of the topic? And uh, go ahead and give us about a four-minute version of what who you think we are as a people and where are we at, please. Well, uh, just just briefly, I'm, I'm Brother Patrick Reynolds, and I'll have a small Hebrew, Israelite, Messianic, uh, Sabbath class here in Fort Worth, Texas. And uh, I think that we are fitting uh, what the scripture says uh, as a people. We are destroyed because of a lack of knowledge. Uh, for coming from Hosea 4 and 6 says that my people are perishing because of a lack of knowledge. And it's, it's not the, the knowledge uh, of uh, how to get a job. Uh, the knowledge of uh, how to go to college and get a degree that's causing us to perish, but it's the knowledge of self, uh, the knowledge of self as it relates to our Creator, uh, who is the uh, Father of our, of our, uh, of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So we're lacking knowledge of self, and because we lack knowledge of self, uh, we dislike one another. We have a lot of black on black crime. We have a lot of self hatred because we lack knowledge of self. Uh, uh, we're confused about who we is. We're trying to identify ourselves with every other nation or every other nationality or every other ethnicity. Because of uh, knowledge of a lack of knowledge of self, uh, we are just totally destroyed as a people, and we will remain in this condition until we recognize through the scriptures 
uh, where we're at in the Bible. And we are literally from Genesis uh, to the present in the Bible. And we need to recognize that, and we need to bethink ourselves and get back to our history, our culture, and and, and to having a, a real relationship with the Father through um, Yahweh who the world knows as Jesus. Very good, very good. And, folks, we're going to hear some Hebrew words tonight. Don't let it throw you off. We're still talking about Mary's baby. We're still talking about Waymaker. We're still talking about most people know him as Jesus. But you hear Yahweh Shaw, Yeshua. Again, you may hear some Hebrew here and there. Well, the re- one reason I invited this brother, because this brother right here is in the streets for our people, and he is he is bold out there. He goes into neighborhoods where, you know, a lot of folks just simply wouldn't even think about going, and he is crying aloud. And I do literally mean with the bullhorn, he's letting people know who you are. Just go in and let them know a little bit about that part uh, of your street ministry, how the Father just, uh, just you know, who you are, when you, you know, a little bit about uh, a little bit about that, please, real quick. Okay, yes, I'm very involved in the street ministry. Uh, I like to call it uh, street activism uh, or activism for the most high uh, uh some neighborhoods actually uh, reach out to me and uh, ask me to come to that neighborhood uh, to speak some solutions. And what I do is I go to the neighborhood and I, uh, uh, you know, we run through the commandments. You know, we tell them, like, for instance, uh, we believe that a lot of young people are perishing because they don't honor their mother and their father according to the commandment. We believe that if we teach our brothers how to love one another, like Yahweh, like Jesus said, love your neighbors yourself. We believe that if we teach black people to love one another as themselves, then that, then we can stop black on black crime. So uh, we just take the law of the Most High. You really believe that? Yes, we take the law I of the agree. Most High. I agree. And we take it into the hood as the solutions to the condition of our people. We believe that if our people would stop committing adultery or fornication, uh, which the Bible commands. Uh, that we can stop a lot of uh, sexually transmitted diseases because we seem to be affected by these diseases more than anybody else. So uh, this is the reason why I go to those uh, communities, go to the hood and proclaim uh, the truth of who we are as a people and what is required of us uh, according to the scriptures. Wow. How do they they respond to you? Oh, they tend to, uh, well, uh, most... uh, most tend to uh, uh, ignore. Some tend to uh, have an interest, and then some actually come out. You know, so. Uh, uh, but uh, sometimes we become a media uh, trend. I mean, like they they taking notice, and they are noticing what we are doing out there. And uh, but some actually do come out to Sabbath class and uh, get connected. You know. Interesting, but, but, interesting. Uh, well, well, but most well, of our people, uh, you know, they, they caught up, you know, out there. Okay. Well, listen, folks, again, tonight, we are brothers and sisters on the line with a common belief. And I could have had brothers on and say, yo, we from, you know, Kemet and, and, and this and that. But when I say this to them, uh, Brother John Clark, and I hear echo. Remember, y'all can't be too close to a speaker or somebody else that's got the phone uh, on the show as well. Two people on the same show and uh, on the same phone. So, 
on the hoodies that I have echo. So don't be close to speaking. But listen, uh, Brother Patrick, Brother John, and Sister Eliana, when I talk to our Egyptian brothers and sisters, and of course I agree with him, I don't think there's enough study on Africa or Kemet or the motherland. And yes, I believe he's in the motherland. If you're not from the motherland, I guess you're not a Martian or something. Of course, we are from Africa. I love what Dick Gregory said, the late Dick Gregory. He said it like this, and he's very funny, but it's very true. He said, we are from Africa. We are from the motherland. Civilization started in Africa. He said, the animals never left. (laughs) The animals never left. So you can lie and say, oh, civilization started over in Iran if you want or whatever, but how are you going to move all these thousands of species of animals from Iran Iraq, where they say that's the other place they say civilization began. They don't have the animals that the father said he created in the garden. So I think all those scientists kind of all begin to, everybody begin to point towards Africa. But after we left mama and daddy uh, house, we begin to go out and be other nations. Tower Babel, after we were scattered because we couldn't speak the same language, Sister Eliana, we find ourselves all over the planet. And the Father do have certain blessings or curses upon certain generations, certain people. That's why we have to know who we are to understand where we are. So tonight, tonight, some of you just coming in. So I'm going to go in and read really briefly, and then I'm going to come to you, Sister Eliana. And uh, we're going to get into the first half of this, and that is, who are we? How do y'all know we're Israelites? We can't go no further than that. Some people are stuck there. They're like, man, are y'all crazy? Y'all don't live in Israel. Y'all don't y'all don't about no feast days. Y'all don't dress like the Israelites. Y'all don't dress like the people in Israel. Y'all didn't become a nation in 1948 like they did. And then a lot of y'all are brainwashed. Uh, hold on, hold on. I'm on the back up. I'm not going to be nice tonight. A lot of y'all really believe in Christian television. And ain't nothing wrong with this. Some of it is very good. But one thing a lot of people don't understand is who those people are over in Israel. So we're going to talk about that in a second. But let me just read the show description one more time because we've got a lot of people that come in late. So real quickly, I typed this to y'all earlier, many of you. It says Reality Check. The name of tonight's show is Reality Check. Five Smooth Stones present Reality Check. Welcome to this Black History Special. Tuesday, February 13, 2018, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. John Brother Seth and his guests and callers on Vice Mustang as they discuss the real state of African Americans as a whole. Let's do a reality check. We've come so far. We've done so much, Brother Patrick, yet so much is being done to us. Let's real talk. Let's have a real talk with solutions and what's right with us as a nation within a nation. So we don't just want to beat up on African Americans tonight because we are great people. I think one of the greatest people ever walked this earth. I went on to say the truth is often stranger than fiction. That's how I ended it. So tonight we have a panel. We have Brother John uh, Clark from Kentucky, now living in Texas. We have Brother Patrick uh, uh, on the line, and we have all from California, Sister Eliana. We're going to come to you, Sister Eliana, here in a second. Again, we want to talk about for this next section, who are we really and truly? Sister Eliana, uh, (laughs) I mean, really and truly, people think you're cuckoo. They think we're cuckoo tonight. 
So let's spend just a little bit of time explaining, introducing to them, how do you know we're Israelites? You know, we can't seem to come together, you know, um, and I said I was going to do this, let me just really briefly, I'm kind of moving a little too fast, y'all have to bear with me, be a little patient with your brother tonight, I'm moving a little too fast, but I want to read these areas where I want y'all to think of African-American state, the state of African-Americans, where we are when I read these areas. There's 30 areas, some people say there's only nine areas of life, like war, you know, education, I'll come up with 30, so I'm going to go through this really quickly, I just want y'all to think about these areas, how we're doing in these areas when I go through them. History. We don't even know who our history is. Education, religion, civil and social, identity and self-esteem, health and medicine, imagery. Just images. If you couldn't hear nothing, if you could deaf and couldn't hear nothing, what are the images saying around you? Family dynamics, nutrition and food, laws, bylaws, unspoken customs. Who do they who do they favor? Law enforcement. How are we doing in the area of law enforcement? Judicial. Correction, discipline, rehab. That's the prison system. Entertainment. All forms of entertainment. Where are we at? Yeah, we get the glory, but who's making the money off these, these celebrities? Sexual behavior. Public awareness. How aware are we about what's going on in our world? Military and defense. Again, I hear a little noise in the background. I'll watch it, everybody. Foreign policy. It has to do with treaties, World Bank, IMF. I mean, who, what nations is loaded down with debt? I mean, just think about, well, actually, well, that's the world, but I want to think about us as a people, African Americans, how, how it affects foreign policy. But anyway, foreign behavior, science and technology, housing, accommodation and zoning, transportation, environmental issues, who, what people are affected by environmental issues, agriculture. Look at how our farmers was just just basically rob, rape, land. Texas farmers really can preach on this for a long, long time. How the government just come in and just take land from us. Beauty and fashion, economics, 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 having to do with labor, hiring, conditions, work conditions, pay, opportunities. Economics, having to do with assessment, billing, debt. Who's charged the most? The quality and and, and uh, uh, when we are charged, economics where it relates to financial access, loans, grants, debt release, subsidies, economics where it has to do with financial wisdom and strategy. These are the thirty areas of life that we walk that we that we are in and out of every day. So, Sister Eliana, Eliana I'm going to come to you first. You just heard me name those areas. I call Expo Thirty. And you know how our people are doing in those areas, and they're asking why. Why do we suffer in those thirty areas? Why do we? Why are we always at the bottom? Why so much pain targeted at us? What do we ever do? I don't care how successful we are, Brother John, Brother Patrick. Sooner or later, your grandkids or your kids are going to sit on your knee, and they're going to ask you one little word. It's three letters, one word, and it's going to drive you crazy family and friends because you don't have an answer for them in most cases. They're going to say, why? Why do they hate us? Here's a good one. Why do we hate ourselves? Everything whites do to us almost, you can see us doing to ourselves. That's why I say we are white supremacists, all of us, most in most cases, 
What do we ever learn to love ourselves? What do we ever learn? I know I'm talking a lot here, but just allow me to kind of just set this thing up. But, folks, we've been programmed by the same education as whites have. They learn the hatred from those schools. I don't believe white people is inherently evil. They're learning all that stuff. Well, guess who's in the same class? Guess who's not being taught about Africa? Guess who's in the same class when Africa is put down, blacks is put down? Guess who's in the same class when all the white nations are doing so great and all the history is about them? Guess who is saying, I'm not from Africa? Guess who's making fun of big lips? Guess who's making fun of dark skin? Guess what women go through pain because of their being so dark and being praised if they like? We are the same mindset. We're white supremacists. Some of us are breaking out of the mold, but there's no wonder. Is there any wonder we can't stand each other, don't want to support each other? Used to believe back in the 50s that the white man's ice was colder. Is there any wonder we don't support each other's businesses? We have been taught by a system. Yes, whites are lynching us and mistreating us, but our leaders are breaking those of being the first blackness and the first black. When they get in there, they don't stand up for us a lot of times. They have self-hate. When we become millionaires, brothers, we want who, in most cases, a white girl, or we, we're too conscious to maybe get a white girl. Ain't nothing wrong with, with, with international love. I have no problem with that, if they serve in the Father. I don't love with, with, with blacks, so-called blacks, Americans, so-called whites. But why is it we have to have a white girl or either a light-skinned girl? Ain't nothing wrong with either one. I'm talking about if it's true love. But what, why is there so much hatred towards melan, mel, melanated people? Because we have been raised as white supremacists. So tonight you got people on the line that's breaking out of that mold. You got some conscious brothers and sisters on this line that's got some answers for you. So I'm going to go start with Sister Eli- Eliana first. I know I've said a lot, but again, I have to set that up, everybody. Uh, go ahead. Brother Seth. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, Sister Eliana would oblige. I would like to. I have to run off the line, so I would like to make a few parting comments before doing so, if that's okay. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, I, 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 it slipped my mind. I did remember you did have to go. So go ahead and and uh, and, and, and share, brother. What Again, uh, how do you know who we are, first of all? People are going to want to know that first. What is your proof? How do you know who we are, brother? John, that's the question on the table right now for this session. Okay. First, before I address that, given question. I want to just give a quick big ups to Brother Patrick. He is out grinding in the streets, um, and he used to be applauded for his efforts. Uh, we kick it with Brother Patrick. Um, I shouldn't say Brother Patrick. That's Apostle Patrick. My apologies. We kick it with Apostle Patrick on, on Fridays, uh, oftentimes with Reverend Chris, and, um, you know, it's sometimes it's important to let someone know that, hey, uh, big ups with what you're doing with that. Uh, as it pertains to how do you know who we are, um, for me, the question comes down to the scriptures. And, and that's because, as a matter of fact, let me take a quick sidebar. For anyone who listens to this show, who's thinking to themselves like, oh, these guys are, you know, they could be, uh, you know, fringe um, cult or some type of uh, uh, fringe group. Uh, while I cannot speak for Sister Eliana, I don't know her like that, but Apostle Patrick, Brother Seth, myself, we are born-again believers. And I can assure you of one thing. My understanding of who we are as a people does not transcend 
my revelation of the Messiah, Yahawasha, uh, as Brother Patrick stated, that's Jesus, and my revelation of the Father that I have through Yahawasha. That is by far the most important scenario that takes place in the life of John Clark. It, it, it's just that to understand what's going on with our people and what's going on um, in the from a standpoint of what's to take place in the years to come, you could not possibly understand that without knowing who Israel is. But again, born again, believer, spirit filled, and that's plain. Uh, so with that being said, the scriptures are plain. It's like, it, it, this is not meant for some, you, you're not going to get the understanding if you choose to not study. If you're a person who's not given to scholarship, you're not going to get it because you have to go in. As a matter of fact, I would say at least go to someone in your church who does study and present those scriptures to them. And they don't even have to believe as we believe. Present those scriptures because those scriptures, they emphatically point to one set of persons. One, not two sets of persons. And when I say persons, I mean a, a nation, a people. It points plainly. As a matter of fact, it points so plainly that I refuse to go a step further than what I've stated. If you're unsure, there is over 300 shows <laughs> that Brother Seth has done with yes. five, with five smooth stones. Just go back and listen. When he kicks out a scripture, go look at it and ask yourself, who does that apply to? Let me just interrupt here just for a second Because you just said something key And I don't want you to just run over it too fast He is absolutely right And I forgot to mention it earlier Folks, if you want to go into deep With the lots, with depth with lots of scriptures Simply go to Google and type in these, this phrase Blog Talk Radio Five Smooth Stones Israelites Or just Five Smooth Stones That's it And just scroll down till you see the topics Where it will say something like Proof of Black Biblical Jews And just listen for yourself the love and then the scholarly that we put into just proving that with the, throughout the scriptures again, just go to Google, type in Five Smooth Stones, Blog Talk Radio, and you'll get all the research we have with the scriptures. We exhaust the scriptures going through it, showing that it is impossible for any other people to be it. If they are, they're just one of our brothers and sister tribes across, and, 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 and they're going to be mostly dark-skinned people. I can tell you that right now. But go ahead, Brother John. I just have to jump in there. Oh, I'm done. Uh, you, the question was, how do I know? That's the reason why I know. Well, let me ask you this before you run, because uh, I know you got to get out of here. So really quick, I want to ask you, what what did it for you? I mean, like for me, it was Deuteronomy 28 when Moses said that these blessings or curses is going to be upon you forever. And I was reading it in 1991, and I said, wait a minute, 1991? That's included in that word forever. He said, these blessings or curses is going to be upon you, Israel. And he started naming all these curses. And one of them, as you know, is slave ships. You'd be put in slave ships. Well, I knew automatically that the Jews wouldn't put in slave so what scriptures did it for you? That was the one. But keep in mind, when we spoke about this back in 1990, I guess that may have been, inside of me, I just had a, I just sensed that this was the case. Now, keep in mind, this is Oral Roberts University. There's all types of doctrines flying around, and, and I didn't embrace them all. Matter of fact, I didn't even embrace <laughs> I didn't even embrace Oral Roberts' doctrines, and I'm going to his school because I just didn't take stuff at face value. And but that it, it was it 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 resonated with me 
but I had no scriptures at the time. As you well know, Seth, scriptures were not there like they are now. And when I turned around and spoke with uh, Brother Yahshua of Israel Now in Cincinnati, big ups to Brother Yahshua, he, he was instrumental in walking me through the scriptures. And the fact that it stated you would go back into bondage or Egypt in ships, well, all one needs yeah. to do is take a look at the map. That's a walk. You you walk. There's no there's no reason to take a ship. That is an additional right. cost. Yeah, that's an additional cost. And and these are slaves. Why why ship them? They're slaves. Walk walk them. You know. And so it, it's it's a walk to Canaan land or to to Israel or to to Judea. I mean, to uh, to Egypt, if you will. And so it, it was obvious. The other thing which a lot of persons are unaware of, and this is very recent. It speaks of that the, the fetters that would be on them would be iron. Folks, if you look through the Bible, you'll find that the fetters used in other captivities were bronze. So this is now when you say fetters, you're talking about the, the neck, the the, the uh, Ch- uh, of iron. He's talking it, about that the slaves yokes, had over their it, neck, y'all. Precisely, precisely. So you you would find, and again, this is just something that the Most High showed me that they used bronze back then. And you're not going to find them using iron in the Assyrian captivity or the Babylonian captivity. However, you can go to Cincinnati to the Slave Museum and you'll see those. Those are iron. And so, again, it's not even a a, a point of... I wouldn't even dispute that with someone. I would just check on on, uh, on the fact if they have salvation or not. And, And again, one last point. Folks, you don't have to believe this. This is not a necessity. What's a necessity is where you're going to spend your your life eternally. That's a necessity. This is this is a revelation, and this revelation is has become more pronounced over the last hundred years. Definitely, it's picked up over the last twenty. But there's people who've gone on before us without this revelation, and they they will be they they are with the Messiah. So it's not like you need to believe this. You don't. You can believe what you want to believe. Make sure that salvation is intact. Well, Brother John, I appreciate that. I know you got to run, and uh, I just really appreciate that. Hey, my pleasure. Uh, goodbye to everyone. Thanks for having me on, Brother Seth, and y'all have a good rest of the evening. All right, folks, that was Brother John, uh, again, all the way from uh, Kentucky, now living in Texas. And he's I used to fly into Tulsa to do those Bible studies. And Brother John, that was a long time ago. That was even before 1991 when I was saying we could be. You know, now, of course, could be turned into we are. Uh, we changed that in 1991. But we I've been since doing that, Sister Eliana and Brother Patrick, uh, all across the world, been in 24 countries talking about this very thing, all up and down in types of, all types of settings, even in India, just everywhere. When I travel, what I do is I look for people that are living out the curses in Deuteronomy 28. Why we look at the curses and not the people living out the blessings? Because Moses said, either one, you're going to go through this forever. Deuteronomy 28, verse 46. And so, if you want to know who a true Jew is, Sister Eliana, Brother Patrick, you simply look for those blessings on a nation or the curses. But we know it's not going to be the blessing because Moses said this. And I'm talking a little fast because we want to cover a lot of territory. Moses says, When I die, you are going to become a stiff necked people. 
a rebellious people. Well, if that happens, they're going to be operating the curses. But, hey, it don't take rocket science to see that we are, we did, we were put in slave ships. Said you have young men, but you won't enjoy them because they'll be taken in captivity. Some of those mothers, you know, they don't understand why they why their sons in prison. We have to live out these curses as a nation. Unless you, you and your house is obeying the Father, and really, then those curses don't have to come near you. You don't have to go through curses just because you, uh, uh, just because. No, if you obey and follow His laws, He He rebuked the devourer for your sake, and you can be blessed. Yes, even in this Babylonian captivity. So. There's many other, and I'm just going to just say some really brief here because I'm interviewing these these brothers and sisters, but I want to give my little say too, and I know I'm talking the most here. But, folks, some of y'all, again, is hearing this for the first time, and again, we're talking about the state of African Americans. The first, for the next, I guess, 15, 20 minutes, we're going to be talking about who we are, how we know who we are. And then the next, we're going to talk about where are we? Where are we? What are we doing? This is where we may get a little. It may get a little negative here and there because we're going to talk about where our people really are at, some of the things going on. But then we're going to end the show. The third segment is going to be solutions, solutions. And I can tell you right now, in a nutshell, the solutions is going to be like Brother Patrick was saying, turning back to the Most High, obeying Him in every aspect of your life, with your body, with your diet, with your marriage, with every time, every just following the Holy Spirit as He leading God you. That's what it's all about. So really briefly, I just want to say this, it just t- chiming off of some of the things uh, Brother John was saying, uh, chiming off of some of the things he was saying. I do believe it is important. He was talking about salvation, and he's right. Folks, this is just part of salvation. The The main thing Israel, reason why they is cursed as a nation, we believe, it's because they didn't have a relationship with the Father. So having a relationship with the Father is going to trump anything we could talk about in the flesh. So let's get to that. Y'all are not talking to no novice tonight that's stuck on Jesus' black and a black pride thing, a black power thing. That is not what this show is about tonight. We're looking at a people, roughly 40 million, and they are lost in, in many ways. They don't know who they are. They really don't know who they are. So when they go up against the white supremacists that are rising by the numbers, they're crazy. White supremacists, <laughs> Jared Taylor, to be more specific, is leading the charge, and they are wreaking havoc, and they are winning debates because they're saying, we built this country. Look at our neighbors, look at your neighborhoods. Who's in prison? And all of these things we're really doing, whose houses are led by women? And black people don't have an answer. They can get mad and call them crackers or whatever, you know, they call them. That's not me talking. You can get mad, but what do you have for the white supremacist? When they say things like, look at Europe and look at Africa, what what do you have for them? So if you don't know who you are, you might hate them. That's what hate really is all about. Sometimes we hate because we, in deep inside our heart, we really, some of us want to be white. And if those of us that don't want to be white, we just hate whites because we really feel they're better. Well, this is on the line, Sister Eliana, Brother John, Brother Patrick, Brother Seth, and any other uh, co-hosts that may tune in tonight. I will see if they, again, if you're going to be on the show tonight, go ahead and press 1. I am looking at the phone lines now. But what we're submitting to you tonight is... There is a reason we're dysfunctioning. Did y'all know 
family and friends of five smooth stones that the Most High said in Deuteronomy 28, that this nation will not be able to rise, he is going to stop them. Did y'all know that whites were called by the Most High to be the fathers built upon this nation? Did you know that's their purpose? They was actually called to oppress. Joel 2 talks about a nation that before them is like the Garden of Eden, but after they leave, it's like a wilderness. Says they're going to gather captivity as the sand. Says nobody is going to escape them. Who is they talking about? Jeremiah 1 talks about how the Father got mad at Israel. Again, y'all got to read chapters. We don't play around with these little scriptures. No, you got to read that chapter. It says at the very beginning, though, it is towards the beginning. In Jeremiah 1, the Father said he would call all of the families of the north down to Jerusalem as a punishment. He's going to call all the families. It literally said all the families of the north. What is north of Israel? Russia, that area. And and also it could be Britain and Scotland. All that is north. It's top. It's, it's on top of that area. He said he would call all of them. So when Pope Urban II said, let us go down and wrestle that land out of those, you know, let's take this land, say what you want to say. God called them. Now, they're not a righteous people. It ain't like they were so righteous. But, yes, God called Caucasians, so-called whites, to oppress his people. He did it all throughout the scriptures. When Israel got disobedient, he would use this nation to chastise his nation. And if they took it too far, he would turn around and chastise the, the nation that, that oppressed them. So what am I saying? We are not some weak people that just can't function. Y'all see little spurts of greatness out of us. So if you see one of us do great, you know all of us can. But why collectively can't we have banks and how come we can't vote our way out? And how come we can't boycott our way out? And how come we can't shoot our way out? How come we can't rise above these people that rule over us? I submit to you that the Father called whites to rule for a season. The good news, as Eliana, I think, was saying earlier, is we serve that. There's a changing of the God's family and friends, and that's why you're listening to us right now. This knowledge has been released this is why a lot of pastors, you wonder, how come our pastors ain't saying this? How come they ain't saying this on TVN? How come they ain't saying this on Daystar? It's just now released. I mean, a lot of people have, little pockets of people have known it for many, many years. But it's becoming a, a big thing now because there is about to be the changing of the guards. And they can't run from us. Y'all need to see. I've been to Israel. I went in Israel to Israel. My first trip, Brother Patrick, was 2001. And then I went in 2002. Then I went in 2003. Then I went in 2004. Then I went in 2005. And then I went in 2006. Then I went in 2007. And I went in 2008 twice. Well, why'd you go to Israel at the time? I mainly went to Israel not just to enjoy our homeland, our land. Like Whitney said when she went, I know she was drunk or whatever, but she wasn't drunk when she made this statement. Israel, my land, my land, and she was getting on that private plane. She's right. I went to go see my land, but while I was there, I do something. I gather proof, because I know some of y'all is going to need something other than me saying we Israel. 
before you believe and accept the fact who you are. Because the whole religious world, TV and Daystar, those people are blind. They don't know who Israel is. Let me just share something with y'all really briefly. Uh, Sister Eliana, uh, Brother Patrick, y'all mind me just share something really briefly. I know I'm kind of long-winded, but i got to get this out. Y'all okay? Yeah, I'm good. Go ahead. I want y'all to check this out. Research this on YouTube. YouTube don't mean it's right, but you got to see this this audio because this gentleman, he was spearheading this way back in the 50s. His name is William uh, Friedman. And it ain't just him saying this. There's books and books saying this. All kind of proofs saying this. Better yet, there's governments that know about this because this is the truth. There was a war fought back, I think it was World War One. Fought, and uh, this is when Germany actually lost. I mean, excuse me, Germany won. Hello. They defeat. Help me. What was that? I'm sorry. That's my my grand. Okay. Anyway. World War One. Germany goes into the war and they actually win. They defeat, I think it was Britain and Russia. Now watch this. They actually defeated their enemies. And I hadn't read this in a while, but this is just one of the things I, I want to say to y'all. So some of y'all are saying, well, those people in Israel is not the Jews. Who are they? I know y'all saying that. Who are they then, Brother Seth? Y'all have been saying this. Well, who are they? Listen to this how Israel became a nation, and you will never, ever say to those people Jews again if you really listen. Go research this. World War One, Germany wins. The Jews in Germany and all over the world began to come to uh, the, the people that was defeated, Britain and Russia, I think I think I got those partners, the, 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 the other side. Germany wins the war. And they go to them and say, you can win this war. You don't have to accept defeat. If we bring America into the war, you will win. But when you win... You owe us Palestine. Now, some of us know of blacks that fought, or know of blacks that fought in Germany with Hitler. We don't understand why, if Hitler was such a racist, why were there blacks there and they make over Germany? We were told Hitler was a racist. And I do think he was cuckoo. So if you think I'm getting ready to say he was some smart guy, no, he is cuckoo. But listen to this, folks. The Jews came to America. Go back and check it out yourself. And begin to badmouth Germany after the Germany had won. And they badmouthed because the Jews on the press. They on all most of the newspapers, most of the media. And what they did, they just blackballed Germany so much so that the United States government made a quality decision to get involved with their war. And then Germany lost. And I think it's called the Paris Accords. Y'all correct me if I'm wrong, some of y'all scholars. Again, I'm looking at the phone lines. Uh, if you have any questions or comment, press 1. We'll bring you on. Because some of y'all give me dates and times. You know this even clearer than I do. But, folks, this is true history. In the Paris Accords, when they began to disperse the land after the war was over, after, and, again, Germany first won, but then when America got in there, they lost. They said, what about our portion? There's some called the Baffert Doctrine, B-A-F-F-O-R-D, Baffert Doctrine, B-A-F-F-O-R-D, or the Baffert Papers. Go and research that. That document is basically saying it's our time to get our portion, you know, give us what you promised us. Folks, listen to me. In 1948, they made good on their promise to those Jews that 
poison the American public to get the government involved to get Americans to that war, and they awarded those people Palestine. The Bible said when Israel become a nation, they're going to come from all four corners. Israel is going to be a great speck of bird because the Bible said that God scattered them throughout the four corners. Well, if God scattered throughout the four corners, Brother Patrick, and the world is 92% black, according to the United Nations, 8% white, if God scattered his chosen people that just so happen to be white, if some of y'all think that, then those white people would have went into 92% of the planet where it's not white, and they wouldn't be white no more. So when Israel become a nation, the Bible said they're going to be a great speck of bird because they would have been... They would be, when you go into captivity in all the lands, it's not just African Americans we believe as Israelites. They're scattered up the four corners. Most of them are dark. If the Jews were white and God scattered them throughout the four corners, my point is, when they come back to the land, they should look like where they've been in, enslaved at. Because the first thing that happens is sexual. Those women are taken. They're taken. So if the Father scattered Israel, the true Jews, white throughout the, all of the earth, they would look some like Africans, they would look like Australians, they would look all... That is not what's in Israel today. Those people come from Europe. And furthermore, those people are part of a, of a white nation called the Khazars, a Khazaria, which was a huge... Brother, I'm going to let Brother Patrick hit this a little bit, because I know this brother is a part of this Bible study we have where we get deep into these things. Brother Patrick, go ahead and just... I'm going to let you talk about the Khazaria part. And uh, you just might as well go ahead and just say how you believe we Israel. Go ahead and just add that as well. So who are those people in Israel, uh, Brother uh, Patrick? Well, as you were saying, Brother, uh, uh, those are the Kazakhs who converted to Judaism um, uh, when they uh, was uh, trying to, uh, when their king was trying to figure out uh, whether or not they was going to be identified as uh uh, Christians with the Romans or with Islam, but they chose to identify themselves with Judaism. And uh, over the course of history, uh, they came to view themselves as the uh, the imposter Jews, you know. So uh, that's who they are. And I would like to say that uh, uh, the scripture, you know, the prophecy. And I, hold on, I have to interrupt chapter. you. I'm sorry. I have to interrupt you. I do see Eric Coates. Eight one seven two one two. We'll come to you in a minute. Go ahead, brother. Uh, uh, and also, uh, how do we identify ourselves as, as the uh, true Israelites according to the Bible? Well, Deuteronomy the twenty eight chapter, uh, the six to eight verse, and those curses because it says that, that these signs shall be uh, no these curses. Excuse me, they shall be as a sign uh, uh, to uh, identify who the true Israelites are. We fit the description of every curse that's listed. Uh, in Deuteronomy the 28th chapter, uh, and of course we fit the description of of, of the 68 verse in Deuteronomy the 28th chapter. Uh, no nation throughout the annals of history. This is not just scriptural proof, but it's also historical facts. No nation, no people as a nation has ever been shipped in mass numbers on ships into captivity uh, uh, as we are. So we fit the descriptions to a T. That's all I want to say on that. Hello? Yes. 
Oh, okay. I'm, I'm sorry. I had myself on me. Sorry about that. Well, yes, brother, you did very well. I appreciate you sharing that. And, and, and y'all go research what he's saying. Don't just believe us. Go check it out. When were the Jews, the so-called Jews, ever put in slave ships, taken anywhere? Some people say, well, when they say taken back to Egypt, they don't mean America. Y'all talking about America. Okay. When were the Jews ever put in slave ships and taken to anywhere? Egypt anywhere? They wasn't. It says that your good men, Sister Eliana in Deuteronomy 28, your good men, your delicate men, would not father your children. In other words, Moses is on the mountain, and he's saying, Israel, and he's going through all of the blessings if they obey, and all the curses. And he says this, that your good men, because of the siege or battle when you go into captivity, is not going to be able to take care of their own children. It says they're going to leave them for want of all things. But what I like what he says is because of the siege, the battle. And that's exactly what's going on with our people. Where are we at? Our young mothers are single parents. It's not because these guys just no good. On the surface, that's how it look. But come on, you play with these little boys. You dated them. You're not crazy women. You're no crazy people. You wouldn't have been sleeping in the first place. He was really crazy. I know some of these one-night stands and all that. But for the most part, when people get together, it's something they like about this person. They trust him. They, it's, it, he's pushed out because of the seas, just like Deuteronomy 28 says. We're living out these curses right before your eyes. And y'all hollering about the Jews, the Jews, the Jews. I got a question for you, some of you that's having trouble with what we're saying. What's your proof they Jews? What's your proof they Jews? I say, what's your proof they Jews? Would have gone to your head honesty. If you have life dependent upon you. Prove they Jews. How you know? You only know because somebody said it on TBN, right? Thought so. We submit to you, black people, African-Americans, are Israel. We're the people of that Bible. I'm going to say it again. The blood running through your veins right now, African-Americans, is the same blood that ran through David, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Yeah, you're a spiritual Jew. We understand what that means, the circumcision of the heart. we got to be spiritual Jews, too, heart converted. But I'm talking about bloodline. You are Israel. This is what I want you to do next time you hear anybody talk about Israel. Any message, any preacher talking about Israel on, on, on Daystar or TBN, do something for your brother. Just remember what we're saying tonight. Take it as a key. Call us crazy for now. I understand. We cuckoo. I understand. Go ahead and call us that. But take the key with you. And every time you hear him talk about Israel, just say, how would we relate to what he's saying? You heard preachers say this. Israel was a nation that was always looking for a king. Insert us in it. Black folks was a nation always looking for a king. We were. We always looking for some kind of king. Martin King, Al Sharpton. We always look for a leader. Who does that? <laughs> You're going to hear us say this. Israel, they was not able to rise. When they went into captivity, was not able to come together as a people because God had his hand against them. How is it we able to make folks super rich, but we can't come together and build our own? We know we're intelligent because we make them super rich. But how come? What is that? 
God said you would not be able to rise. You know why? Because it would be an insult, a slap in his face. And I'm coming to you, Eric Code 817212. It would be an insult for him to make this nation great, and they turn their back on him. If we became wealthy, we're just like flaunting in his face. He called us his firstborn. He called us his firstborn. We're the eldest child of all the nations. That's what he called us. Our mission on this planet is to tell other planets, um, excuse me, other nations, who he is, what he wants. That's the whole purpose. That's when we say we're called. We're the called ones. We've chosen. Chosen for what? We're chosen to lead the other nations. Whites have some very good ministers. Very good ministers. But I'm going to tell you something. Whites have very good singers. Whites know how to worship. But I'm going to tell you something. Look at what Whitney Houston do drunk on stage. I'm talking about drunk. Look at the anointing on our lives when we worship. It ain't just because we got soul. Africa's got soul, too. What is with us in music? The Bible calls us the Lord's anointed. There's something about us that's different. Let me go to the phone lines. Maybe they have something to say about this. Okay. Erico 817-212. Go ahead and say who you are and uh, your name, please. What city? Name and city, please. Eric Code 817-212, you had your hand up. Go ahead. Who am I speaking with? Uh, this is 12 with 12 and Duck Show. Hey, how you doing, brother? Hey, 12, what's going on? Didn't realize that was your number. Go hey, ahead, brother. What's happening? Well, I was just checking, you know, this. I was sitting in the cut, you know, listening to, you know, your show. Real intelligent, man. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm really learning something right now. I appreciate the help you gave me in starting up the 12 and Duck Show, man. Hey, keep doing what you're doing. Much love, man. Prayers out there for you. Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Well, let me ask you something while I got you on the line pick on you. Since I know y'all have your own show, you, you're not shy. Well, I'll pick on you. What have you heard? Oh, if somebody asks you, uh, 12, how do you know the people over in Israel are the Jews? What would you say if your granddaddy, your grandchild said, hey, Grandpa, how, how do you know the people over in Israel are the Jews? Or if your neighbor asks you, what have you been told over the years? Just out of curiosity, quickly. How would I know uh, if those people over there are Jews? Is that what you asked? Yeah. Why do you say they're Jews? When you say when you're talking conversation, you say the Jews, just the Jews that just picking on you. It's no right or wrong answer. But what do you what do you tell people? How do you know they're the Jews? Well, man, first of all, I, I couldn't answer that, you know what I'm saying, even if they asked me uh, asked me that question, which you, you're asking me now, because how would I know that, that there are Jews, you know, because we all look the same, just some are darker than others and, and, and others are, you know, lighter than others. So by them, you know, by them trying to just say, hey, are you a Jew? I couldn't tell you that unless you told me. I couldn't. Okay. I couldn't answer that. Okay, let me ask you another question. We're going to go to Sister Eliana. Twelve. You're yeah. 50 years old. I know you personally. Yeah. The things we're saying, have you ever heard of the Jews being put in slave ships? Yes or I no? I haven't heard. I have no. Okay, yes no. or no. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Have you ever heard when the scripture says that you will have young men as a nation? We're talking about millions of men. It says, but you will not enjoy them for they be taken into captivity. It don't have to mean prison. It just means some kind of captivity, but definitely including prison. Have you ever heard that? About in, uh, captivity? Is that just like right. now or have, uh, past things? Have you ever heard that the Jews will be put in captivity? Have you ever heard of the so-called Jews? The, like, oh, man, over in Israel, they really putting a lot of their people in prison. You ever heard that? No, I really haven't. Can't okay. recognize that what I can't. If, when somebody say the word Jew to you, what do you think of attributes of, of that people? Jews are known to be finished quickly. Jews are known to be, what do you know Jews to be? Quick, come on. Myself, I know I know a couple of Jews, and I, I just know them as being my friends. I don't know them as being nothing else like my friends. Oh, well, that's a good answer. That's a good answer. I was, all I was saying was a lot of people always say they got money, they control the press, they control the media. That's what everybody said about Jews. You never hear none of these curses we're talking about. But Moses said hey, that Jews, Sister Eliana, Brother Patrick, Jews as a people, if they're disobedient, they will go. It's over 300 prophecies, over 300, talking about what the nation of Israel will go through if they're disobedient. And when you think of the word Jew, none of them come to your mind. But, brother, I appreciate you coming on and, and, paying, and uh, uh, paying respect to us. And y'all keep doing y'all thing and stay tuned, okay? Uh, press 1 when I push you on hold. And if you need to come back with a question, not a problem. All right. All right. Well, that was 12 of 12 and Duck Show. Getting that plug in, that's a show I have created. And they just trying their best to help these young people out in the streets and trying to really just, um, I mean, they go hard on that show, I'm telling you. They, boy, they, they're already for real. But they just their efforts is just trying to help some young people. Again, press 112 and your hand will go down. Okay, Sister Eliana, I want to come to you. And we're going to take a little break in a little bit, but I just want to hit this a little harder. Brother, brother uh, Patrick, I think you came to a pause. Am I right? Brother Patrick? Oh, no, I was uh, still making my comments. Yeah, I was still okay. making my comments, you know. All right, Sister Eliana, I want to come to you really quickly. Again, what proof? There's some people listening to you, Sister Eliana. They, they probably like you and everything, but they're saying, y'all, just y'all, cuckoo, cuckoo. All right? We black folk. We come from Africa. We is not no Jews. We don't speak no language. Just because y'all saying shalom, y'all trying to be Jewish. You know, y'all trying to be, y'all not Jewish, y'all don't speak Hebrew, y'all don't keep the feast days, y'all don't, y'all not even in the land of Israel, y'all don't, we ain't nothing about no Jewish. Will you let them know how our culture, even in our foolishness, we acting like the scriptures? Go ahead, sister, I'm a, I ain't going to put no words in your mouth. How, what's your proof? First of all, my proof, my proof is both personal as well as scriptural. Um, but to back up a little bit, when you um, when you were bringing me on just a second ago, when you said people would say we're not Jewish, and I would tell them you're absolutely correct because the word I S H, the letters I S H on the end of any word means to be like. These people got their name because they handled jewelry in Europe. But they knew that there was an advantage. They gained an advantage by that Balfour Declaration that you were talking about. The original Declaration, the request, 
was in 1917, but it was not fully, I mean, it was granted to them, but it wasn't fully executed until 48 when they actually went in. They created the Holocaust because prior to the Holocaust, they had no proof as a people of any type of suffering. And this is, they created the Holocaust, and there's a lot of proof Y'all created it. And this is the sympathy that they tell today. Now, the Hebrews went into captivity. So, no, we are not Jewish. We're not jewelry makers pretending like we're the Hebrews, and that's exactly who they are. They were jewelers. They did like the scriptures. They, they looked into the promises and all the covenants. They actually raided Israel when our land was vacant when we had already been in captivity, and they began to establish what they called yeshivas, places of learning to begin to teach their young men how to perform the duties in the temple. Many things they learned through the, 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 the documents that they took out of the abandoned uh, places in Israel because we were in captivity. We could not maintain the land. So when they learned that, they began to establish. They had teachers like Maimonides, um, Rambam, uh, the um, Baal Shem Tov, people like this in Jewish history. And the, and the reason I know so much is because when the father brought me out and was convincing me that I was Hebrew, because I had already learned in through my secular education in school, who the Jews were, and the church system that I was a part of was telling me that those Ashkenazim or those Khazars were the people of the book. And so how did we know this through the secular education? Because they went through the Holocaust, a Holocaust that was staged and created. Now, I began to go into the synagogues. God took me into the synagogues. And when I went into the synagogues, and I began to learn a lot of things, and, you know, time does not permit in this show to, for me to tell you how the Most High began to reveal that they were not the people and that we were. But many things were revealed to me. And I began to understand that they were not the people. Number one, at the time that I came in around uh, 2001, many, many Hebrews in the Bay Area, because I was living in the Bay Area, many, many Hebrews began to wake up and realize that they were Hebrews, but again, not understanding. A lot of them fled into the synagogue looking for the answers, and they were deathly afraid. They were very, very afraid. I had one woman tell me, we were told that this would happen, that you would wake up. And that really freaked me out because I did not have enough background, information, history, or doctrine to understand the statement she made to me. But how I knew that I was a Hebrew started at a very young age. The Most High began to deal with me in many things. I believe I was four years old and I heard a voice in my room, telling me to remember to keep the Sabbath. And I remember that voice ascending up towards my window. And I ran out and asked my father, 
who was an ordained minister and is today, do we keep the Sabbath? And my father looked at me and said, no, we keep Sunday. And I said, why? We are supposed to keep the Sabbath. And my father wears glasses. Father's glasses just literally twisted on his face. But that wasn't the end. That was the beginning. The Most High began to speak to me and tell me audibly, even taking me into Israel. When I got into Israel, I heard a voice and a hand stopped me. I was with a tour, a Christian tour group, and a hand held me back. And the voice of the Lord said to me, I, this is the land of your ancestry, and I will bring you back. I was very, very confused. I came home from that trip crying, not understanding, because the, what I had been taught, the Jews were white. That's what the secular education taught me. That's what the Christian church reinforced. But the Most High began to deal with me strongly. Then he began to point me out in different settings, people saying, you're a Hebrew. Jewish people coming up to me and saying, you're a Hebrew. When I was in Israel, uh, and I went twice, the Jewish people were telling me, the secular Jews were telling me, you are a Hebrew. I didn't understand it. It wasn't until I began to study to seek out, because I like to study, I started seeking out just biblical information. At one point, my sister and I were on the computer studying, and we came across a website that said the Puerta, it was, it was from Spain, and it was an old, it was, you know, back during the slave time uh, in the 1600s, but it said the Puerta de Judean, not Jews, but it was called the Door of of the Ju- of of Ju- of, Ju- of the Judah of, of Judah, and it was uh-huh. in Spanish, but in Spain. But when we looked at the picture, you know those when if you grow up grew up in the South under racism. My parents grew up under Jim Crow, but I remember seeing the Sambo doll, the little black Sambos that they had on uh-huh. all of the in my grandmother's time, where they had the little black baby in a diaper, but they use that to talk about soap and how if you use this soap, you'll be so clean and white, but they use the depiction of a black child. Well, that was what was on the the emblem from the 1600s of the Puerto de Judean in Spain. My sister and I froze. We couldn't believe it. We're like, what? That prompted us to do further study. As we began to study, our minds became blown because we began to realize there had been a cover-up. We began to, and even the original slave documents, they would tell them, we have Hebrews for sale. And that was published, and there are, you know, found those documents. You can sometimes find them on websites, sometimes um, on Facebook pages, but if you read the original writings from those advertisements to the colonies, they called us Hebrews. So the most And I love what you're doing. Just if I may interject you really quickly, uh, because I want you to finish. Uh, Sister Eliana, just so you know, I love what you're doing. Sister Eliana 
is not just using scripture, but now she's going into a little history, a little personal revelations there as well. Um, they call it um, Rhema, uh, when the fathers directly show you something. But I love how you go into the history. Um, just go keep go, keep going with that. Okay, and so um, the father just began, and I do, I like to search, you know, when I became a believer and I was filled with the, the Holy Spirit at a very young age because I come from a long line of ministers in my family on my father's side. Um, but when I got into studying, and I that, that one scripture I love, it says, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needs not to be ashamed. Rightly dividing dividing the word of truth. And I never could understand how when I first came to the the Lord, how I was led to what we now call the Torah and the Tanakh. I I just couldn't get enough of the history and what happened to the people. That was my soul was hungry, and I didn't understand it, but I do now. I understand why the Father took me that way. But I'm going to tell you, I was very, very, very involved in a Christian church uh, in the Bay Area. I was very involved in a church called Center of Hope Community Church under the direction of um, Pastor Ernestine Cleveland Reams, her father being a bishop, uh, Bishop E.E. E. Cleveland. If, if any of you know this family, if you're from the Bay Area, but they also would travel back to Memphis for the Holy Convocation. And Bishop yes, E.D. Cleveland yes. was a very big, big name. We had people like Richard D. Hinton coming to our congregation. We had a lot of big name ministers coming to our church. Yes, yes, yes. We had we fellowship with the Baptist churches in the Bay Area. And I'm going to tell so, you, so, I used to so, do 12 it, new so it sounds like, mm. if, if I may, it sounds like, Sister Eliana, because a lot of people think, oh, these people are not church. They go on YouTube and they type black Hebrews and they see these people talking really crazy, spitting out hatred and stuff, and they paint the whole movement that, folks, please don't do that. A lot of us love the Most High. We love the Messiah. We try to follow him as best we can. We believe. Here's a sister that's quoting churches she's under, she's a part of, or was, and I'm sure she is affiliated now. You can tell us who you're affiliated with now. But, folks, listen, this ain't just some little fly-by-night type of revelation. This is global. I told you I've been to 24 countries. A lot of the world know this. Again, we are Americans. We are we are brain, brain-fed, spoon-fed, a bunch of lies, deception, and ignorance centered under the foundation of white supremacy. If you can hold on to say, Eliana, I just want to say this. Folks, listen. This is nothing to play with. We're very serious. Before we understand the state of our people, that's what this show is about. We're doing a reality check. Where are we? We're going to let's just see uh, Eliana go and hear from Brother Patrick briefly, and we're going to take a break after I say my little say here in a little bit. But we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about what's going on with us. Confusion. Confusion. Confusion in our churches. Confusion. In, in, in these clubs, with our young people, with what they've chosen to do now, a lot of people not going to church. Uh, the, the 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 clubs are increasing. It's almost like the new church. Memberships have swapped. Okay, lots of clubbing these days. From strip club, I mean, it's growing crazy. There is something going on. 
the enemy is trying to, to really get us off course. So tonight we're doing a reality check. Where are we as a people is coming up in a little bit. But before Eliana finish, I just want to say this. Here's a sister that's seasoned. She didn't talk about her business much, but she's been in the real estate market for a while. She's a real estate uh, agent, and she can talk about that. But we already, we already talked about that in the bio, but I'm just saying these are seasoned people. I've invited some other I don't know if they'd be able to make it now because they actually got so much going on a lot of them just couldn't make it. Pastors and businessmen, folks that have, I mean, folks that's upstanding, good fathers. This ain't no people like them YouTube videos. That's the ones they put out there. They want you to see them acting crazy shouting at those wives. We're not on that. We ain't preaching no hatred tonight. We're talking about who we are as a people. How I just can't make sense of those people in Israel be the Israelites or the Jews. And I submit to you, and I've said this on radio stations in Cincinnati. If you're listening from Cincinnati, y'all know I'm telling the truth. WCVG, I've said it over 10 years. Challenge folks to call in and challenge me. There ain't nothing that the Jewish people went through that's in the Bible. I know that sounds real crazy. I know. Hit one. Look at the phone lines. Again, y'all listen to the um, <laughs> uh, uh, a special, a uh, black history special on Five Smooth Stone with Brother Seth and his guest. We are talking about the reality check. Press one of your phone lines if you want to comment. Now is a great time. And Sister Eliana will take your question to Brother Patrick or myself. We're swinging tonight. Who are these people? Before we understand what what's going on and how they're behaving, maybe there's nothing wrong with us. If we're not Jews or Israelites, because there's no such thing as there was no J in the Hebrew. They didn't call them Jews. If we're not the Israelites, the people of the Bible, and another thing, the word Jews is, uh, uh, originated from one brother, Judah, and you never call a family by one brother. That's why we say Israelites instead of Jews. another reason we say it. So, folks, listen. I'm telling you, we submit to you tonight that these people, what you're looking at, even when we misbehaving, even when we misbehaving, we are Hebraic. We are following scriptures, whether we're acting right or whether we are knuckleheads. We are living out those scriptures. Here's another thing I put to the people in Cincinnati, and I'll put it to you tonight. Go ahead and press 1 and tell me, what do we do as a nation? I'm talking about 40 million people, roughly. What do we do as a nation? If you can tell me something we do collectively as a people, I can show it to you in the Scriptures that Israel was supposed to do that. One more time. If you can show me something black people do constantly, over and over and over and over and over, I mean, collectively, something we all do, I can show it to you that Israel's supposed to do it. There's over 300 prophecies. We might have hit, I don't know, 20. But there's over 300 things. The Bible. Well, here's another scripture that says that you were sorry. You were sorry. One of the curses, one of the curses is supposed to be on Israel. Let me just say this real quick for those of you listening over your computers. It's almost 10 o'clock, and y'all know the rule. At 10 o'clock, if you don't, if you're not on that phone line, you're going to be uh, disconnected if you're listening over your computer. So call the phone number, 914 914- Two zero five 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 nine zero again two nine one four two zero five 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 nine zero call it quickly as you're going to be disconnected okay if you are on the phone line stay where you're because we we ain't, we we hitting it but this is a big pill to swallow we're trying okay but this is going to be the long.
longest portion of the show right here, this topic. We're going to hit in a little bit uh, where are we at in the solutions here. So, anyway, what was I at, y'all? Help me out, Brother Patrick. Where am I at here? Okay. So, I guess what I'm saying is this, folks. When you look at us as a people, when you look at us as a people, and you look at the scriptures, we're living out all of those prophecies. There's over 300 of them. Sister Eliana, go ahead and finish what you're saying. I didn't mean to jump in there so long, but I had to. I just couldn't hold my peace. Um, go ahead and finish up what you were saying. Then, Brother Patrick, be ready to kind of uh, give us a little bit more of uh, 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 some things you might have been thinking of to prove who we are as a people. And then we'll take a break after that. Go ahead, Sister Eliana. Okay, and I want to say that um, I, how I really knew is that I had um, graduated high school. I graduated at the age of 17, and I went immediately to college. But out of all the courses that I wanted to take, I took a Bible as history course. And it was in that course that the Father began to really speak to me. And I was going to 12 noon prayer. I took the class in the morning, and I would go to prayer. And I remember one day I was I was so faithful. I just loved the Most High. But I was in on my way into the church, and a very very tall person with short curly hair. I'd never seen the person before, and I've actually I saw them twice. I never saw them since. But the person called my name before I could hit the room, the prayer room. And said, I need to talk to you. And I said, okay. I went and sat down. We sat in the sanctuary. And the person began to say, the Most High is going to bring you out. You don't belong here. You are a Hebrew. I have so many things to tell you, but you don't understand. Begin to tell me things about Israel, about the covenant, the commandments. I felt such a peace. I felt that I could just stay with this person forever. This person was over over six feet tall. And then I, after the person left, I went to prayer. I had a vision in prayer. I had a vision that I was over Israel. I could see the wall. I could see, and I had never been to Israel at 17 at that time. I saw the men praying on the, the, the left side and the women on the right. They were praying. I heard them singing a song. When I came out of that experience, I I was singing the song, but it went away. A few weeks later, I was on my way into prayer again, and that same person called my name. I went into the sanctuary. We sat down, began to tell me again, the Most High is going to bring you out. He has more for you. You don't belong here. Well, true to form, the Father did bring me out of that congregation. The very first thing I entered into was a a Passover Seder. I didn't understand it, but I knew that it was connected to me. And then one of the things that happens in a Passover Seder, if you have never been in one, there is a statement at the end of the Seder, which is a meal. It's a meal of remembrance of how... God brought the children of Israel, our ancestors, out of the first Egypt. And what it says at the end of that Passover is, no longer shall it be said, great is the Lord our God that brought our ancestors out of Egypt. 
But it shall be said, Great is the Lord our God that brought us out of all the lands of our captivity, all the lands that he scattered us to. Well, I knew there's only one people that have been scattered through slavery, through captivity, and that was the Hebrew people. That was my people. And I knew the Father was confirming to me beyond a shadow of a doubt that is who we were. So by many proofs, there are many, many more, but just it was through physical contact. It was through um, the Father speaking into my spirit, talking to me in dreams, historically and biblically, and taking me to, to Israel. And I'm going to tell you, the vision when I went to Israel, I was 34 years old. When I had the vision of Israel at the wall, I was 17. I'm going to tell you that the God that we serve is great and mighty because the very thing he showed me at 17, I experienced in the land of Israel, at the Wailing Wall, at the age of 34. God, the Bible said he watches over his word to perform it. And I want to say one last thing, to perform his word. But I want to say one last thing here. In Deuteronomy chapter 29, I'm going to read this last part. It says, from verse 24, all the nations, well, let me go up a little bit. 23, the whole land will be burning waste of salt and sulfur, nothing planted, nothing sprouting, no vegetation growing on it. It will be like the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. This was Israel, Adma and Zeboam, which the Lord overthrew in fierce anger. All the nations will ask, and the nations ask this question before that Balfour Declaration. Why has the Lord done this to this land? Why is Israel? You know, Samuel Clemens, who we understand is Mark Twain, went to Israel when we were in captivity. And, you know, he wrote Uncle Tom's Cabin. And he uh-huh. saw the condition of Israel, the way the, the, that Nehemiah, I'm sorry, um, right here, Deuteronomy 29 is describing right now. It was, dest- it was destroyed, it was abandoned, and Samuel Clemens wondered what happened. It says, why has the Lord done, done this to the land with this fierce burning anger? And in verse 25 of Deuteronomy chapter 29, it says, and the answer will be, it is because this people, our people, our forefathers, our ancestors, see, we're still acting like our ancestors acted in Israel. In the, in the uh-huh. captivity, all the stuff we're doing in the hood, in the ghettos, our ancestors were doing this. That's right. And it says, because this people abandoned the covenant of the Lord, their, the God of their ancestors, the covenant he made with them when he brought them out of Egypt. They went off and worshiped other gods and bowed down to them. Gods, they did not know. Are we doing it now? Brother Seth was just Absolutely. saying, we are everything under the sun as a people. We don't have one collective thing that we believe in or worship. We're doing the same thing. Absolutely. And let me finish this. Now, let me just finish reading this real quick. Okay. And he says, um, 
the God of their ancestors, the covenant he made with them when he brought them out of Egypt. They went off and worshipped other gods and bowed down to them, gods they did not know, gods he had not given them. Therefore, the Lord's anger burned against this land so that he brought on all the curses written in this book. In furious anger and in great wrath, the Lord uprooted them, us, our ancestors, in the slave ship, uprooted them from their land and thrust them into another land as it is now. As it is now, 2018, we're still not in the land because of this. And then in verse 29, it said, the secret things belong to the Lord, our God. But the things revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may follow all the words of this law. So if you're still in doubt that we're the people, we have to know the Lord God has done this thing, and we can't deny it. It's historical. You can read historical writings from Arabia, from from the Arab lands, from Britain. They have records. They all know who we are. They all know who we are. We're the only people who don't know who we are. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Well, Brother Patrick, I know you've been sitting quietly, and, Brother, you are a thunder for real. And, Sister Eliana, that was brilliantly put. And I love how you made it so personal with your walk with the Father. If any doubt that we a bunch of haters or hate white people or on some black power kick, it's just been destroyed. We're about pursuing the Father. We're not perfect, but we're about pursuing the Father. We do. And, and just before I bring up Brother Patrick and, and just really briefly here, some of y'all are hearing this and you're saying, so are well, we curse, 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 curse? Well, the, the Bible says talks of 400 years of captivity, 400 years of captivity. Well, we came into slavery, some people argue around 2019, somewhere around there, and we're approaching 400 years either way you calculate it. We're, we're nearing the end, and we believe that's why this truth has been released. Folks, this ain't no just no African-American saying this, angry African-American. Bishop uh, Crowder was in the United States a black man, so-called black man, because I don't believe in the concept of black and white. Uh, they, he was Israelite. In this country, saying these very things we're saying in the 1800s, before Israel even thought about being a nation, so-called nation. Okay, uh, we I can just name organizations. The Church of God in Christ early on preached this, early on. Actually, one of their top leaders left the Church of God in Christ and went to Demona, and he was one of the main teachers with with the Jews. I go visit the black Jews, the African-American Jews in Israel, and I go visit. One of their main teachers was a high-ranking official in the Church of God in Christ, and he preached that Bishop Mason originally taught this. It's really weird. Garvey said we were Zion. He believed it. Rastafarians... And nobody listening because they smoked the joints, the weed, the reefer. But they've been saying it for many, many years. We're the people of the book. It's it's not some small little group, a little cult. This is old. 
And what y'all need to do is do a little research, and you'll see, like Sister Eliana said, a lot of white Jews even say it out of their own mouth, so-called Jews. They even say it to us. I had a trip in, uh, in, in uh, I'll make this really quick, because I want Brother Pastor Jeff, because he got so much to say. His brother can do this whole show by himself. But I was on a plane, and I saw this rabbi. I'm hearing a little noise there. But I, I was right next to this rabbi that everybody kept checking in with, so I figured, uh, I don't know, uh, I didn't know who he was, but I knew that everybody kept checking in with him, and he didn't have the little, the one little, uh, the way he was dressed, I mean, it was orthodox, so let's just say that for time's sake. And I asked him a question. I said, do you mind me talking to you? He says, no. I said, uh, I just have to ask you this. I said, there's a lot of people in the States that are claiming that the original Jews were black. Have you heard of that before? And he said, yeah, I have actually heard of that. And so I just struck up a conversation because I felt like the father put him beside me because this guy was right beside me across the aisles of Brother Patrick. And so I, again, I heard a little noise just then, y'all. That's going to come through real loud on the phone lines later. So I said to him, I say, have you heard about African-Americans saying that they are one of the lost tribes? I didn't tell him how I believe. And he said, well, yes, yes, I've heard that. And I say, well, what do you have to say about this so I can go back and uh, – Tell them, uh, you know, I can go back and correct some of the things they're saying. Now, listen to what this gentleman said. And again, we're from Brother Patrick. I'm going to take a little break. I'm going to come back and talk about what is going on with our people. What are we doing, literally? Uh, so anyway, really briefly, before Brother Patrick come on, I was talking to this rabbi. Um, and so I said to him, what would you have for me to say to them the next time I meet one that is uh, saying that we are the Jews, we are the people of the book? I mean, that they are, that African Americans are. I say because I want them to be telling the truth. I want them to to not misguide our people. He say, uh, he say I've heard that, but it's, it's it's false. It's not true. That's what he said. Now watch this, folks. He said to me, I said. Brother Patrick, that's your line. It's a little noise on there. Be careful with the. You may want to mute me until you come on. Uh, but check this out, uh, uh, y'all. He said this to me that the Holocaust is one of the things you can tell them that really is in the Bible. The Holocaust is in the Bible. Can y'all believe that? This man tells me that the Holocaust is about. Then I said, well, where is it in the Bible? Because I'm going to go and share with my brothers and sisters, African Americans, that's on this slide that's misguiding our people. And this is what this man said to me. The Holocaust. Sister Eliana, I think that's your line now. I got Brother Patrick muted and I still hear it. So be careful. You might want to mute me uh, until I bring you on again. Uh, check this out. This man tells me that the Holocaust are orthodox Jews. I tell you, when I go to Israel, I'm looking to not have arguments or debates and none of that, but I take a tape recorder, and I even ask them, could I record you? Many of you living in Columbus are from ASAC, that church ASAC, if, if, if you're on the line, if you, if you know what I'm talking about, press one and kind of be a witness, because I've actually played that tape for a church. And uh, watch this, folks. Um... Hold on a second. I keep hearing. Okay, I'm just going to mute. Okay, there we go. So, listen to this, folks. This man, he asked, I asked him, could I record him? He allowed me to record him. I have him on record saying that the Holocaust is in Deuteronomy 28. 
And I went on to say, well, what about when scriptures say that you'll have wives, but another nation will sleep with them? Millions of women you'll have, but another nation will sleep with them. I say, African Americans are saying that they are not even the, the color of Africa because they were so, the mothers and grandmothers were so raped by the Europeans. They said they fulfilled that. He says, haven't you heard what happens to Holocaust? I said, yeah, but I didn't. He said, he said well, that happened then. Now, do y'all know of any record of the Holocaust where there was a lot of raping going on? I never heard of that. And then I said, what about Deuteronomy 28? They said y'all never been put in slave ships. You, I really wish some of you that know Jewish people be very nice, loving, and kind. And ask them some of these things we're talking about. Ask them when were they put in slave ship. Just ask them when were your women taken by another nation? When were your men, the vast majority of your men, not fathering their children? That's one of the curses in Deuteronomy 28 because of some siege or battle that would be going on when they go into captivity. Y'all know how the government pushes out the, you know, the black man whenever they, their sisters are trying to get help. One of the requirements is you can't have a man. There's a, there's a siege. There's a battle. There's something going on that's pushing that black man out. I know people say, well, be strong, take care of your family, blah, 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 you know. But I'm saying it's not just because they're just no good. This is a part of one of the curses. And oh, anyway, I... That brother said so many crazy things to me on that flight, and then at the end, I, I saved the best brother Patrick to, to last. I said, what about in Leviticus when it talks about white skin in biblical times being a curse? And he, 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 he could tell you he had nothing to say to it. He said, I don't know. This Orthodox Jews family and friends of Five Smooth Stone actually says this to me. He says, Seth, I don't know. It could be true what you're saying. When I brought up leprosy and the fact that white skin, people was cursed white, and that it was a type, one type, again, one type of leprosy, he was done. See, some of y'all need to hear dialogues. You need to turn on YouTube and find when those Hebrews, we don't agree with the hatred they're spewing for whites, but listen to what they're saying when whites walk up to them and try to challenge them. Listen to what they're saying. These people don't have nothing. And don't forget there's millions, well, maybe not millions, I would say thousands for sure, of whites who love the Father that are declaring that we are the people of that book. Don't forget what Sister Eliana just said. Brother Patrick, go ahead and hit this, uh, if you could close us out on who, who are we. And then when I wanted to take a little small, little short, short break, we're going to come back. And the next segment's not going to be that long. We're just going to talk about some things going on in our community. It won't be probably half as long as this because we want to get on solutions. And I want the next segment to be probably no more than about 20 minutes, and then we're going to get to some solutions, okay? So really briefly, Brother uh, Patrick, please, if you could, uh, can just – couple more things to consider as to how you know who we are as a people. Well, uh, if you will, uh, if the the listeners would turn their attention to Isaiah, the 42nd chapter, um, Isaiah, the 42nd chapter, around the 22nd verse, or the 22nd verse, uh, there's a scripture that speaks to the condition of the so-called black man and black woman of America today, and it reads, that's Isaiah 42 and 22, 
But this is a people robbed and spoiled. They are all of them snared in holes, and they are hid in prison houses. They are for a prey, and none deliver it. For a spoil, and none say restore. Now, uh, we know that uh, when our forefathers was brought over here on slave ships because of the disobedience of our forefathers, uh, we know that they was robbed of their humanity. They was robbed of their Hebrew names. They was robbed of their of their culture. They was uh, robbed of their uh, the fruit of their womb. Uh, and then it goes on to say uh, they are snared in holes and they are hid in prison houses. We know that the uh, uh, that the prisons of America, which is on the stock market, that the majority of the people that are in the prisons of America, and it's been like this for quite some time, are people of color, specifically the so-called black man and the so-called black woman. Uh, and the scripture goes on to say they are for a prey. Well, we know that whether we are living in the inner cities or in the suburbs, that our youth, our young black men and women, they are preyed upon by uh, in the form of police harassment, or uh, police racial profiling, or they are uh, harassed uh, by other uh, institutions and things like that. So we are for a prey, and we also know that the uh, economic system of the United States of America preys on us too, uh, in the form of uh, the pharmaceutical companies and things like that. They put a lot of bad food uh, in stores in our neighborhood, which causes us to have a lot of medical uh, problems, which causes us to want to seek uh, the pharmaceutical companies uh, for remedies. So we're being preyed on uh, by different methods, by different um, uh, ideologies and things like that, by different institutions, whether it's the, the police department and their policies or whether it's the medical field. And uh, we are spoiled. That's right. That's right. We, we, are, we are totally spoiled as a people. I mean, uh, I believe one of y'all brought this out by saying that, you know, uh, surely, uh, you know, we have our spurs of uh, greatness on the football field, uh, our spur of greatness uh, on the basketball court. We have our spur of greatness uh, in the uh, industrial uh, corporate world. But really, we don't make – we don't benefit from it more than they. They benefit from it more than we, you know, uh, uh, so those are just some examples from the scriptures that point out that uh, no other people fit these descriptions once again but the so-called black man and black woman of America in 2018. That is or was profound. I want to just give – I'm going to try to do this in record time, and we're going to take a little break here. Folks, we can't cover all 300 of those scriptures. I think we're up to like maybe 40 now we've given you. There is over 300. So here's what I want to do. 
I want to give you some sources where to go to research is somebody other than us, somebody with those long names, those PhDs behind it, whatever you want. We're going to just at this time, I want to uh, just give you a few books. I don't want to overwhelm you. you. You know, just want you to just see that it's not just us, folks. There are so many sources out there. Here's the number one source right now. Since you're on Blog Talk Radio, all you got to do is go to Google, type in the phrase, Blog Talk Radio, Five Smooth Stones, and you'll get and just type Hebrew or Israelite. Just 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 go to my first my front page and just move down, keep moving down. There's over 350 shows. I talk about we Israelites. I guarantee in over 60 of those shows, and we go into more detail. Probably the best show is. If you go to the earliest ones where when I first started out, I just was going really slow, you know, one-on-one type of thing. I think of the the, the, top, the name of the show, if you want to uh, get right to it, you can just simply say, um, Proof of Black Biblical Jews. Uh, go to Google, again, type Blog Talk Radio and say Proof of Black Biblical Jews, Five Smooth Stones. I know that's a lot. Or just say Five Smooth Stones, like I said, and just Blog Talk Radio. And just move down. I, I mean, I talk about it all the time. And, folks, we, we get into it more. But tonight's show is pointed. We want to talk about the state of our people, where we're at. And uh, so that's one thing you can do, and that will really. Now, there's some of you that say, well, no, I want, I want something else. I don't want to hear from you, Brother Seth. So listen, you, there's a book called ba- From Babylon to Timbuktu. From Babylon to Timbuktu. Rudolph Windsor does a very, very good job uh, talking about this very thing. There's a um, book called The Ancient Black Israelites by the uh, name of Gerbert Miller, Mueller, M-U-L-L-E-R. Uh, again, it, it says G-E-R-T is his first name, and Mueller, M-U-L-L-E-R. Elyar, it's quite hard to see that one. Here's another one called uh, History of the Hebrew Israelites. And if you think of some, uh, uh, Sister Eliana or Brother Patrick, any books, just toss them out there as I'm talking. Here's another one, another one The Heritage of the Black, uh, uh, excuse me, The Hebrew Heritage of Black Africa by Stephen Jacobs. The Ancient Black Hebrews and Arabics, uh, that's a good one. The Ancient Black Hebrews and Arabs. Um, Here's another one. Uh, God, the Black Men in Truth by Benami. God, the Black Men in Truth by Benami. Those people are visiting Israel. Uh, here's another one. Hidden Truths, Hebraic Scrolls, Tanakh with Commentary. Uh, that's that's a good one. Here's a, a good history about the whole movement of the Israelite. It's called Chosen People by Jacob Dorman, D-O-R-M-A-N. The Hebrew, uh, this, here's another one. It says Hebrews to Negroes. Uh, Wake Up Black America by Ronald Dalton, D-A-L-T-O-N, a good book. And it's just, it's, uh, it's really a uh, lot out there. Go ahead, go ahead, yes. brother. Uh, and also from Babylon to Timbuktu, uh, a history of the ancient black races, including the black Hebrews by Rudolph R. Winsor as well. Yeah, I mentioned that one. Uh, but if that's good, so that is a good one. He's right. Synagogue of Satan. About Andrew Carrington Hitchcock. I know it's Hitchcock, but he said some good things. Hebrewism of West Africa, because it's just not African Americans. We don't believe just all black folks is Israel. Because remember, the whole planet was black at one point, and a lot of them was Israel's enemy. Israel is just a little tiny dot among a whole lot of black skinned people at one point. So 
So no, not everybody black is the only people that live out Deuteronomy twenty eight and Leviticus twenty six and there's really a lot of other books of the Bible. But we pick Deuteronomy twenty eight and Leviticus twenty six because they have the most compact in one in one chapter uh in, in two chapters. Really quickly I'm moving a little fast because I wanna get to this break and uh, get something to drink and I wanna come back and wrap this up. So really I'm gonna talk a little fast. Y'all gotta stay with me now, okay? Listen folks there's a book called Arthur, uh, the 13th Tribe, Arthur Kessler, because some of you say, well, who are those people in Israel? If you really want that broke down, you can go to YouTube, and they got this book in audio form. Again, it's called The 13th Tribe by Arthur Kessler. And he goes off into the 13th Tribe, meaning there was only 12 tribes. Who is this 13? You've got to understand that these people are from a large a large group of people from Kazaria. Again, we talked about that earlier. I don't want to get into it. Y'all can always rewind this um, uh, if you, you know, uh, missed that earlier. Black Jews in Africa and in the Americas, again, they're all over the planet. They're not just in one area. Okay, these are just some books, but the, big, the biggest thing that, this, that I think is going to help most of you understand this is just common sense, Okay. White-skinned people, oh, it is no way in the world they was even around back in biblical time, as many as they are. There's 8% whites right now, and that's after they have killed off over probably a billion people. If those billion people were not been murdered or destroyed, we wouldn't even be having this conversation because it would be point zero zero some white America, or white people, excuse me. So what am I saying? I'm saying that the numbers that they have now are very high, the highest it's ever been, and that the further you go back in history, the smaller the number get. And it's ludicrous to think, even if they were were white, let's just go ahead and say that and give you all that. Some of you all are struggling with this still. Remember, Israel went into Egypt and mixed with the Egyptians for over 400 years. And then uh, then and when you go into captivity, remember what happens in slavery. The first thing that is taken is your women. Uh, that's the first That's the first thing taken is, is your women. And so there would be a lot of mixing from masters uh, on their servants. And, and so even if they were white, by all that 400 years in Egypt, they would have came out, or nearly 400 years, they would have came out mixed anyway, okay? But if that wasn't enough, they went into Canaan land, did the same thing. Same thing happened to Canaan. So even if they were white, you know, so, folks, we got to start realizing who we are. Else, It's not going to make sense. You're never going to understand America. You're never going to understand why the slave ships came. You're never going to understand why we are on the bottom of every tiny aspect of life until you understand that we're fulfilling prophecy. Having said all that, somebody might say, well, well we just curse, curse, curse. Second Chronicles 7.14 talks about this, Sister Eliana. If my people, and it's only talking about Israel, if my people, which are called by my name, it ain't but one nation called by his name. Everybody can't claim that. I don't know why so many churches try to claim that. These are talking about a people, not just one or two folks. What people is called by his name? It's only one people, not individuals. If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves, pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways. Then he talks about providing a salvation when he do that, restoring their land. Again, one more time. If my people, Second Chronicles 7.14, which are called my name, will humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways to wicked ways, then he would hear from heaven and hear their land, restore them. So listen, folks, we're not just curse, curse, curse as a people, and that's all there is, and then no hope. No, if the nation turned to him. But then he said another time, 
those of you that are looking for a solution, I'm giving you a little sample of it right now. Then he says another time the scripture talks about how the father would, when the heathens that rule over us begin to boast and say, look at them, they're under our control. God has forgot about them. He ain't even thinking about them. They're under our control. The father would get jealous because they're taking all the credit for our oppression, saying they're ruling over us instead of saying those are God's chosen people. And we're ruling over them because God gave them into our hands because of their disobedience. Because they won't say that and tell the truth, he would get jealous and he would resurrect them out of the hands of those people, a remnant, a remnant. And we believe, I believe, that is what's happening right now as we speak on this line. A remnant is being restored out of the hands of the wicked ones. But I don't think we as a nation is going to turn to him. And unfortunately, a lot of bloodshed and a lot of things are going to be coming our way because of that. So that is the two solutions. Second 7.14 is salvation for us. Or when the, the father begins to be jealous for his people and pull them out of the hands of the evil one. And that is what's happening. So listen, we're going to take a little short little break. And I do mean a short little break. And we'll be right back. Uh, Sister Eliana, Brother Patrick, y'all okay with a short break? Yes, can you hear me still? Yes, yes, yes. Brother, Brother Patrick, you okay with a short break? Yes, 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 yes. Okay, and we're going to come back. We're going to talk about a few things going on. I don't want to make spend that much time because everybody knows what's happening. But I want to talk about some solutions, some fake solutions that's out there. Y'all be thinking about some of the people that are, some of the solutions that's not like here's one right here and I don't want to get into it but people are trying to vote their way out of our of this oppression they're trying to boycott this way out of their oppression they're trying to shoot their way out of this oppression owning guns owning weapons and, 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 and fighting which these things all have their place but nobody can res- resurrect this nation until the father authorizes it because we are Israel we'll be right back folks check this out this out and we will be right back I think y'all like this if I can find it here hold on one second and when we come I'll back fuck. brother Seth I have our book to mention no go ahead go ahead now and do it it's not a problem okay it is um, the book is called Antiquities and the author of that book is a man who lived in uh, about three 100 BC. His name is Herodotus. He was an ancient Greek scholar. He actually traveled, wrote extensively about other cultures, and he went to Israel. And he said that the Hebrew and the Israelites are the same. He believed that they were the same people. He described them as being burnt with the sun with thick lips and woolly hair. So if you find you can find that online, it's called um, Antiquities by the person. His name is Herodotus, and um, and if you go to him, you'll find some of his contemporaries who also traveled and confirmed the same thing about the the ancient Hebrews of that time, being black-skinned people with thick lips and woolly hair, which is a tremendous characteristic of our community. Wow. Wow. Folks, I'm telling you, we can just go on and on and on and on and on. There's so many books out there. But anyway, thank you for that. I'm going to have to read that myself, even though I know what he's talking about. I still would like to see that myself, Sister Eliana. Folks, we'll be right back. Check this out. This is a song by Ty Tribbett. 
saying, if he did it before, who is he, the Most High? If he restored us before, he can do it again. Starts with our own personal homes, our own personal selves, really, and spill over to our homes and then into our nation. We'll be right back, folks.
want to thank you all for tuning in to Fast Food Stone tonight. Very, very, very relevant, serious conversation. And if it's just going to be on the planet, might as well be doing something to help somebody. And we're just sharing some things that have changed our lives. And we believe it'll change yours. We ain't perfect. We ain't got all the answers. But I can tell you one thing, folks. 40 million people in America is a marked people. It's not just all bad. It brings closure to some lives. I really wish my mother had the past before she understood. I think she was coming around to it. But count yourself to be blessed tonight to be among uh, Eliana, hear her testimony, Brother Patrick. They're very serious people out here trying to wake up our people. I just want to say before I bring them back, why it's important. The reason it's important is because without this information, folks, the father looked like he's picking on us. Just feel like he's just, you know, we just constantly is at the bottom of every tiny aspect of life. I've already named them earlier. I named dirty areas earlier where I feel like we are at the bottom. We're suffering more so. And I'm not going to really spend this much time. Time has kind of gotten away. So I'm just going to name these areas, and uh, we're going to wrap this show up. I'm just going to name the areas where we suffer, because y'all hear it all the time. There's no need to sit on here talking about different things the police is doing. Y'all already know. So I'm going to name the areas where we suffer, but I'm going to name them kind of slow. And my guests don't even know I'm doing this. So I'm just going to name the areas where we suffer, and we're going to, when I finish, we're just going to talk about the solution and wrap this show up, okay? For time's sake, I have to hear who we are because many of you don't believe that, and you needed all of that. And so, I'm sure not that I know what's best for you, but many of you just don't know that. And Sister Eliana really laid down, and so did Brother Patrick. Okay, so I call us the Expo 30. Again, when I name these areas, think about who's at the bottom of every tiny aspect of life when we talk about these particular areas. History who's lied to, told everything but the truth with regards to who we are. Our history is just hid from us. That's one area. Education. Who's least educated, miseducated? Carter G. Wilson called the miseducation of the Negro. Just education, just just totally raised to be slaves, to, to just serve white people. All our education is to serve white people. Religion. Need, need, need I say anything? Civil and social. Civil and social, how many civil rights violated, uh, social issues, uh, how we feel so uncomfortable sometimes just when the area of history comes up socially, we just feel out of place and just don't can't really defend ourselves. Here's another area. How about identity and self-esteem? Identity and self-esteem when people say, well, who are you? When everybody's talking about how they're from Scotland, everybody's from here and everybody from there. I know people say, well, it don't matter who you are in the flesh. I understand that. But let me tell you how important it is. It's not the most important thing. Like we talked about earlier, the most important thing is who you are in the Spirit. That's what we all got to get to is who we are in the Spirit and being born again of the Spirit and being transformed of the Spirit. And Sister Eliana, your line is now unmuted, and Brother Patrick, uh, okay? Um, who we are in the Spirit is far more important than who we are in the flesh. But let me tell you how important it is. Try living your life when you go tomorrow without your last name. Leave your driving license at home. Leave your passport at home. Leave everything that's got to do with your... 
no longer refer to your family no more. No, don't, no, no longer say your cousins is your cousins, your brother is your brother. Don't talk about your mom and your dad no more. All that is fleshly. Just talk about who you are in the spirit. Now, I want y'all to see how how crazy this is. Yes, who you are in the spirit is what brings us before the Most High. We need to worship Him in spirit and in truth. But we put on this earth, which is a fleshly, tangible atmosphere, and we need the flesh to operate in this realm. But in order to talk to the Most High, we got to be who we are in the spirit. But try your best to live your life without ever talking about your family, without ever talking about who you are. Try never mentioning your name. For those that say, well, none of this is important, it's just who you are in the spirit. I'm trying to show y'all something. That's, that's, you'll say, that's ludicrous, Seth. I know. That's why it's important you know who you are. The reason why we have to say these things to y'all tonight is because it looks like the Father's picking on us without knowing that we're simply living our curses. Watch this, and I'm gonna, we're gonna, I'm gonna, I'm rushing through this, so I'm gonna go a little faster. Listen to this, folks, please. This is probably, to, for me, for me, this is the most important thing I'm gonna say all night. For me, I can't speak to anybody, but for me, this is the most important thing I'm gonna say all night. And I read the, the Expo 30 earlier. I made, well, let me just, just slow down here. The reason it's important is because it looked like the Father just picking on us. We, we, we at, we at the bottom in all these areas. It looked like the Father's picking on us. It really does. I mean, it looked like he's just have some out against us. And good white people and good black people, not knowing that we're Israel, it looked like we were made to serve white people. It really do. You can say what you want to say. You might not like that statement, but it does look like we was made to serve white people. We come to this country, we can't get it together. When we work for them, we make them rich. When we can work together, we can't we can't come together, but when we work for them, we make them rich. When we work for ourselves, we can't come together. When we do have a black Wall Street, they do something they ain't never done. They drop a bomb on us. They drop a bomb on their people the first time in black Wall Street. They tear it down. That's when the Klan was born. Whenever there was black progress, here come the Klan. So it's like we look like we're made to serve them. If without this revelation of knowing, oh, we're fulfilling Deuteronomy 28 Leviticus 26. That's why we're going through what we're going through. And this is a little side road. I, think I, like, I like a lot of side roads. When y'all read Deuteronomy 28, you see it says your mule will be taken or your uh, donkey shall be taken or your ass shall be taken, meaning mule. I know what you're going to say. I don't have no mule. They ain't going to do it with me. Yes, they do. It's talking about your people. You are connected to a people. It ain't just me and uh, on my own and my family. We're connected, and we're connected for 400 years at a time. Our people did own mules, asses, horses, donkeys. And when they say your mule will be violently taken away, their mules and donkeys were violently taken away. There's a whole 40 acres and a mule. That's what that was all about, because it was violently taken away. They promised them 40 acres and another mule. So when you read that, don't start saying, and then ask yourself this question. Because some of that, you, when you read the Romans 20, you may say, that don't relate to me or my people. Ask yourself this question. When did the Israelis ever go through that? They ain't go through it, for sure. All of that is us. All of the Romans 28 is us. When you're talking about all those diseases of Egypt, well, we don't know what the disease of Egypt, but we know we got a bunch, a bunch of things wrong with us, and we don't know the name of it. Could it be that sickle cell is the, was the disease of Egypt? We don't know. All of it is us. Psalms. It's not just Deuteronomy 28 and Leviticus 26. It's the whole Bible. 
David said, Lord, you have made us a byword. Here's another verse for you. A proverb, a shaking of the head among the nations. Isaiah 51 and 20. Uh, Brother Patrick, can you read that when you, when you, can you get that and read that when you come on, please? Isaiah 51 and 20. Yes, here is a scripture that talks about how Israel young men had trouble with their young men. Isaiah said, your young men, they're in the streets. They're on street corners. We're going to break that up in a little bit. We're going to bring that in a little bit. But let me finish this, what I was saying, why it's important. It's important because the father looked partial. He looked like he's picking us. Another reason it's partial. I mean, another reason it's important. I've got to slow down here. Another reason family is important because it looks like the word is confusing if you're putting the fake Jews in place of the real Jews. It's going to, here's a scripture right here that, that contradicts itself. The Bible said when Israel is disobedient, they are operating the curses, right? Look at the Jews over in Israel today. Are they disobedient? Of course. Are they mistreating people in the cloud strip? Of course. Are they owners? Do they have their hand in all kind of weakness? Of course. That's what they're known for, crookedness. People even have a saying, don't, don't Jew me. Don't, don't you Jew me. But yet they run the world. That contradicts the Bible right there. The Bible said when Israel became a nation, that the Messiah will return soon. Well, in 1948, they became a nation. Where's the Messiah? It's a lot of things that don't make sense if you're putting the wrong people there. Here's another scripture. That, that, that those that bless you, I will bless. Those that curse you, I will curse. You say, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. I mean, think about it. Those that bless you, I will bless. Oh, that's not the scripture I was actually wanting to say. I'm moving too fast here, actually. What the scripture I was going to say here? I have all this stuff wrote down here. But all I'm trying to say, these people do not live out the scriptures. They just don't. Somebody press one. Look at the phone line again. You listen to Fast Moonstone, and we're talking about a reality check tonight. If you have a question or comment, now would be the time to press one of your phones and come on. I'm looking at the phone lines. But, folks, another reason it's important, another reason it's important is because we have anger towards each other. Our sisters, our mothers and aunts and our females in our nation, there's bitterness among us as people, as each other, towards each other. Because we don't understand why we can't come together. And there's a disrespect that African-American women have towards African-American men because they're looking at us and we just look like we just lazy. They don't know why we can't come together. They don't know why we the, all of the craziness going on. And that, that disrespect is normal. White people's looking at us. They don't understand who we are. They're disrespecting us. Blacks, ourselves, we're disrespecting. Listen to this. You ain't got to have nobody around. You, listener, many of us disrespect our own selves because we don't know why we can't function, why this, why that. And psychologists have coined a phrase called self-hate, Brother Patrick. This is the Eliana describing our misbehavior on our own selves. Folks, this is serious. We have to know why we're doing what we're doing in order to even love ourselves. Ain't nothing wrong with us. We're fulfilling prophecy. Nothing wrong with us. Another reason this is important is because we can look at white people and say, you're not Superman. Why do you look like Superman? This is what breeds white supremacy. It looks like they Superman. They're doing all this stuff to us. And I tell white people, y'all didn't enslave us. Our rebellion enslaved us. The Father called you many times, over 20 times in the Bible. Again, y'all got to go to the archives, get Google, Blog Talk Radio, Five Smooth Stones, move down to where I'm talking about this, this topic. And you'll hear 
me say this very clear. White people is not our problem. Yes, they are oppressing us for sure, but they're only oppressing us because the Father ordered them to because of our rebellion. No rebellion, no white people. They will be on us. And where they take it too far, that's what the Bible says they are going to suffer. But for real, for real, the Bible says, I will provoke you to jealousy by those that are not a people. It talks about people coming from the north, the world we're coming from the north. We can't cover everything tonight, y'all. We just can't do it. I mentioned the the the, 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 the Expo 30 earlier. I'm not going to name all these areas, but it's every area of life. If there are people breathing, talking, acting, there is oppression because these people in America, for sure, is full of white supremacy, and they are called by the Most High to oppress. Until this knowledge is known, there is going to be much oppression. Miles Monroe said it like this, and then I'm going to go to my give. Um, just be prepared, Sister Eliana and Brother Patrick may have to do a part two to give final words when I get done here. As far as the solution, because we are, we just we have to do what we have to do. It's just a hard topic to to tackle. But I think we did a wonderful job. I think y'all did really a good job. I mean, anybody want to know who we are should listen to this show. But folks, <laughs> white people look like Superman. And if you don't care, if you're not careful, you would get into white worship by saying this is what they're doing. Even though you say they're doing all this stuff bad, that's a form of worship. They don't have no power over us except the Father give it to them. If you understand and read all the scriptures that talk about this nation that's going to rule over us, you'll understand exactly why they're doing everything, all this evil, evil things they do to us. And then you also understand why the evil, evil things we do to ourselves, because the Bible says blood is going to touch blood. We have to know who we are. Another reason this is important is because it's going to end the Middle East conflict. Y'all that are fighting over that land, it ain't neither one of y'all. We are Israel. Another reason it's important is because when we go into the land, other nations are going to take care of us. We won't need an army. We won't need other nations. Once they find out who the real Jews are, you're going to see wealth like you've never seen it given to us. People want to protect us. Remedy is going to return, like Sister Eliana said, because other nations are going to embrace us, but that's not going to happen until this revelation becomes household knowledge. Sister Eliana, go ahead with your final words. I apologize we kind of ran over, but um, this is how it is. It's just not easy to tackle this, but I thought you did a wonderful job, and I thank you for coming on. Go ahead and give your final words, and then, Brother Patrick, and we'll wrap up the show. All right, well, I want to Okay, well, I want to say shalom to everyone who's listening, and I want you to be encouraged, even though everything we're sharing with you, it sounds like it's really negative. Well, you know what? We've already gone through the hard part as a nation, and I believe the Father is stirring the hearts of his people and waking his people up to the knowledge. The scripture says, awake, awake, O Zion. And that is exactly what's happening. We are being awakened because the best is yet to come. That's my final Amen. word for this show tonight. Be blessed and wow. shalom. Well, shalom, shalom. And uh, we got a call, a hand up. I don't know why the hand up just now going up, but let's run to the phone lines. Eric code 817353. You literally got like 40 seconds. What's your question or comment, please? 
I just wanted to say with all the knowledge you guys have and like the, the brother that came on, 12, said he had never heard. There's millions of people that haven't heard. And in order for them to hear, I think those that know should come out of their comfort zone and start teaching. Go into the highways, the byways, wherever you have to go to teach because we're losing our race, especially our well, children. Listen, I appreciate those words. I really appreciate those words. You could have put it better. Appreciate those words. Thank you for pressing one and coming on. Okay, that was a caller, and she just spoke her mind. Get out of your comfort zone speak, and speak up, those pastors and leaders out there. Okay, Brother Patrick, please, come on. Uh, we're about to cut off here in two minutes. Okay, I just wanted to read that verse that you uh, instructed me to read, Isaiah uh, 51 and 28. Well, let's, for time's sake, for time's sake, let's not read it. But folks, it just talking about thy sons are fainted, like the head of all the streets as wild bulls and nets. Thy sons are fainted in their minds; they're standing on the street corners. You read it; uh, it's so many scriptures, and I appreciate you doing it. I know I'd ask you, and I apologize. We just run out of time. Isaiah fifty-one and twenty. But go ahead and have last words, and they'll just have to read that on their own. And we, uh, we're gonna try to do a part two. Uh, so we'll stay tuned, with, uh, and we'll see if we can do a part two. Okay, go ahead, Brother Patrick. Well, uh, I just want to uh, thank everybody that tuned in. This knowledge is so important, and let's be uh, diligent in getting it out to our brothers and sisters, letting them know why they're suffering and what we can do until the most high return. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. I thank the both of you. I think y'all really, 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 really hit it uh, out of the park, and I mean that. Folks, listen to Ezekiel 37 really briefly, and then we're going to wrap up this show. Again, thank you, Brother El- uh, Sister Eliana and Brother Patrick. I apologize we ran out of time, but, you know, hey, we knocked. We, we, it was packed with information. So thank y'all, and I'll be in touch with y'all and see if we want if y'all want to come on and do a part two. In the meantime, everybody, check this out. This is Ezekiel 37. We end it with Scripture. Check this out. The hand of the Lord was upon me. He brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley. He asked me, Son of man, can these bones live? I said, O sovereign Lord, you alone know. Then he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, Dry bones, hear the voice of the Lord. I will make breath into you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together, bone to bone. I looked, and tendons and flesh appeared on them, and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, Prophesy to the breath, and say to it, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe into these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath entered them. They came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army.
Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.